Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. My name is Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the KG Cash. Cass, how you doing, bro? Hey, now, hit him with the hind. Let's go. I am good, man. We got Evolve for the first time on this uh, podcast that we have here. Evolve 131 versus WCW Bass at the Beach. Not two. 1999. There you Let's go, do it. How did you feel? I got real sweaty there for a minute. I was like, oh no, you watched the long show. Oh, no, man. I mean, it was it was unique seeing, uh, you know, an indie promotion on the WWE Network. And to be totally honest, that is why we're covering this is just because it was on the WWE Network. Uh, we can't really ha- afford to cover every pay-per-view from every small company. Um, so if it's not on the network or if it's not an AEW show, we're probably not going to cover it. Now, if you give us... You know, if there's just an outcrying and you guys want to see us cover like an MLW show or a New Japan show or whatever, uh, you know, it's something we can look into. But uh, but yeah, let's just jump right into it, man. Uh, this is Evolve's first first big show on the network, and I thought the the opening package was cool, like uh, having all the current wrestlers in the WWE kind of saying, "Hey, this is where I started. Evolve's great." Um, you know, blah 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 blah. And then after the package happened, there's like this weird segment in the ring. Uh, with all the people and it just it felt awkward it felt real awkward like they were doing this standoff but no like you know unless you were in that crowd you had no idea who any of these people were I'm so, I mean unless you're like super into indie wrestling I mean like die hard Mark like this is the first time I'm seeing most of these wrestlers um, but yeah man that's gonna take us to the first match and it was Josh Briggs versus Anthony Green I'm pretty sure that Josh Briggs is a sign is now on NXT or is, is like a new NXT signing uh, but he was the big guy with, like, the shoulder brace thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, man, I, the opening was cool, but it, it immediately turned into, like, an awful indie show. Like, because he just, like, stayed in the ring, and he was like, my name is Josh Briggs, and that guy's my opponent. And we're going to do this right now. It's like, that was so weird. Like, yeah. uh, why? Why would you do that? I don't know. It just felt really strange to me. Uh, I feel like uh, Briggs has some really cool, off- like, offense. Like, there was, he uses, like, um, kind of some innovative moves, and he's a pretty big guy. Um, so I liked that. I didn't really feel Anthony Green at all. I did not like his whole like retro gimmick. Like I, I'm kind of a mark for that. I like I like the Janela way much better than this way, honestly. Uh, it just didn't it didn't feel good. It almost felt like I was watching a training video. Like they were recording something from when these guys were training. Like that's that's kind of what it felt like. They just they seem super green. Um, there aren't I, one thing I noticed too is like they had like workers like standing mats on the outside of the ring that were like duct taped down. Like, they weren't, like, actual floor mats, you know? Like, they had, like, those, they almost look like the stainless steel grate, but they're, like, puffy, like, you know, if you work in a warehouse and you stand on those, like, foam mats. Like, that's what it was like. Uh, and so that, that was really kind of strange. Um, it, it straight up just felt like a fairgrounds-style show to me. Uh, and the commentary, the, the, one thing that I noticed was the commentary team was talking about how Anthony Green had worked for four years on the quote-unquote indies before he got a quote-unquote contract with Evolve and I was like what like I cannot roll my eyes harder at that like dude there's no one is contracted in Evolve no one like that's that's asinine like that's just it was just crazy well, I felt like even at kayfabe they were yeah kind of they're trying I, mean, they're... I, I, I get that I guess but I mean Anthony Green just looked like a scrub all the way around to me this looked like it, it should have been a much faster match than it was Briggs should have just gone over a lot easier in my opinion uh but I will say that this this opening match pretty Pretty, pretty bad taste in my mouth. Um, yeah, man, I mean, Briggs got the inevitable win after, like, a choke slam into a powerbomb, which I thought was pretty cool. I like that finish. Uh, but they're both pretty rough. 
Uh, I saw some potential in kind of both guys, but I just hate Anthony Green's gimmick. Um, so I give it one star just because I did like some of the offensive moves, uh, but overall like a D plus. Uh, so a little bit above passing, but not not much more than that. What did you think about Josh Briggs versus Anthony Green? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was as bad as you did, but I don't think it was anything great. Uh, you know, nothing really stand out. N- nothing really stood out in my mind. Nothing, you know, was really memorable from it. I don't even remember what they really look like, to be honest with you, if I had to describe them. I remember both men. I, I remember one thing I thought was funny was uh, Anth- uh, retro AG is what they called him, uh, Anthony Green. Uh, yeah. He was the, le- the leader of the fanny pack. I thought that was cool. Or not, I mean, I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. That's really one of the only memorable things that stood out to me. The match was a pretty standard match. Uh, nothing special. Uh, they did some cool like false finish stuff, but then they, they did false finish. Literally, they had like a good match, and then yeah. they started going. They and they had false finishes, and then the match didn't end after those false finishes, and they went on a little more, and then they did all that indie stuff, that no selling, all that, yeah. all that uh, Gaga, um, and it just felt like okay, this is beginning to be a little bit too long of an opener, and I didn't like the finish. Uh, I thought it was for an opening match, though. I'll give it credit. I thought it was a pretty good opening match for Evolve. Um, it was better than AEW's opening match at their first show. I'll tell you that much. It was just a one-on-one match. It was it, it was good, but not great, and not ter- it wasn't good, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. I gave it a C minus. I gave it middle of the road match. I don't think it was terrible. Well, it seems like you're on the side of Dave Meltzer because he ended up giving this match two stars. Uh, there you which go. Would, I guess be I about can't a C, believe a C it. minus to a C. Uh, but yeah, man, let's jump back over to the uh, the Fabe show here, the Nostalgia Show. Uh, and that is going to be historically one of the worst ever pay-per-views of all time. And it's uh, WCW's 1999 Bash of the Beach. Uh, the opening package with Savage and Sting and Nash and Sid was really weird. Oh, God, uh, I got something it, to say about that. It, Go it, on. Felt, it felt really strange. Uh, I mean, hearing Tony in the brain always gives me like a nostalgic boost, though. So that was nice. Uh, the Hawaiian shirts were absolutely garbage, but it made me pop. I laughed at them, and that was nice. Uh, they they had a, a big hype package for the Junkyard Invitational match, which we will certainly get to. Um, it was very much cringeworthy, uh, and I, I wrote, wow, this is going to be a doozy. And, uh, yeah, and the first match just kind of led right into that. We had Ernest the Cat Miller versus Disco Inferno, and uh, the loser will not be able to dance in WCW anymore. That's right. I said dance. Um, oh, but wait. This- oh, but wait. We just got word. Things changed. Yeah, that's Again, right. That's the right. The third right. time in the first 10 minutes, something changed yeah, about rules right. and stipulations. Yeah. Like, what is going on? So How what did you think about that opening package in, in this match? Yeah. Let me, yeah, let me jump right into it. Well, Things are just changing all over the place. I mean, things have changed for for the main event, and things changed for the dance match. The dance match, all of a sudden, they realized, oh, wait, we both like doing this dance gimmick. Never mind. They literally just said, hey, you remember the stipulation that we said, guys? Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. We don't want to stop dancing. And then to start things off, Tony's explanation for the main event rules that also have now been changed, It's more, it's something like this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if he is, if he gets pinned by this guy or this guy, he will lose. Things have changed. It's uh, it's totally, it's crazy. He could get, he could get pinned by his partner, but it's his partner, so he shouldn't pin him. But he could <laughs> potentially get things changed. Like, like it was like they a kid booked it. 
Like yeah, I it, booked, it was, I booked my really wrestling silly. action figure. I had better storyline with my wrestling action figures when I was a kid. Like this was terrible. This was terrible. Yeah, and I thought for then, sure, I thought for sure that this was the Vince Russo era, but this is still Easy E. This is still Eric Bischoff. So this shows why most people are right about that guy that he didn't know what he was doing. Um, then they go in this hotline greedy money grab, which I know WWE F did stuff like that, but they never seemed so like greedy when they did it. It was just like, hey, we have some special things that we're not going to tell you unless you call. Yeah. Really, like, I'm glad that left. Did you ever call? Did you ever call any of those hotlines? No, no I, my, I never we were, did either. We were poor. I would have, I would have <laughs> died if, if that would happen. Uh, <laughs> then uh, the hardcore rules match. They like explain that, and then you got like, it was like pro, car pro. It was like a Hollywood studio. Like oh, it was a Hollywood it was set. Sad. And then you got to go climb. I wouldn't even say Hollywood. It was like B movie, like oh, straight yeah. to DVD B- bin. Like yeah, with like cars that are ready to like fall over. Yes, on yes, and then yes. Yeah. And that's what that match was. We'll get to later. And then like, but the then him explaining the rules. I wrote Jesus. Like you got to do all this, and then you got to go climb out of the vicinity. You know, climb this the the fence or whatever. It was so silly. Everything yeah. was silly. Um, and then I wrote, this is why WCW was WCW. This is why they failed because of this. Like it was, everybody says it was the inmates running the asylum. You could yeah. tell right now in this pay-per-view, this is why this yeah, is. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've always heard that. Notoriously docu- one of the worst ever yeah, pay-per-views. Yeah. Like, it, but you always hear that in documentaries. If you don't believe it, watch this. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah. So anyway, let's get into it. It's the Cat versus Disco Inferno, and right away they tell you, "Oh wait, stipulations changed. Um, now they can dance. <laughs> it doesn't matter." I know that was just, so. Now it's just a match. Just and match. they don't they don't like. It's just so weird. Like commentary, and the commentary has no way of hiding it. Like they're probably thinking, "What do you mean there's no stipulate?" Yeah. Uh, I I just don't. That alone, man. This that, is why that, this is why Bobby the Brain used to just bury WCW yeah. after he left, man. I mean, man, this is bad, dude. Oh, this is like disrespectful to everybody dude. involved, and this is disrespectful to the fans. This match, this whole yeah. pay per view, changing stipulations night of, being so sloppy, everybody phoning it in. That was my main note on every match, every segment, everyone phoning it in. Um, I mean, and then dude, cat did put a red shoe on and like kick him. Come on, bro. I'm not going to waste too much. I'm not going to waste my breath talking about this because they didn't care. I'm not going to care. I gave it an F. How do you give it anything higher than an F? If yeah, somebody no, gives I mean, like, it an F, it's. Yeah, dude. So, so in my, I mean, in, in, in my, in my like notes here, I put that like the, the promo, just the opening promo from Miller was so bad right off the bat. And, like, how backwards is your booking team that Disco Inferno is the babyface in this match? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's insane to me. Like, how that guy could ever be a babyface, believable, is just is asinine. Like, as a heel, not to hate on him. He's good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, 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 and Shivani is doing his damnedest to put it over, but it's so silly that it almost makes it worse. That he's trying to sell it as a you serious feel, thing. You feel bad yeah. for Savani. Like, Dude, I felt bad uh, for the brain having to call that travesty too. Yeah. It was just it was Legend. such a bad yeah. match, man. Like just so much gaga. There was no way it could possibly be good. When Disco is not only the best wrestler, but also the most entertaining person in the ring, you have a serious problem. Yeah. A serious, well, serious problem. 
You know what? I just sorry. This popped in my head. You said feeling bad for the brain. I'm sorry to, to interrupt your thing, but it just popped in my head. Poor brain was like trying to make sense of the red shoe thing. And he was actually like not like they always say brain was phoning an NWCW, but he was like trying. He was like, yeah, there must be something in that shoe. There must be a, a, a weight in that shoe. But the wrestlers weren't selling it as a weight. The cat had no idea to think to put maybe a steel toe in the shoe. You could tell he didn't care. I mean, it was just such a stupid thing. But like the brain kept trying to like make it make sense. And yeah, it was definitely you're it right. It was really bad. I, I felt I mean, bad like, about the brain now. Miller goes over after kicking Disco with a shoe on his foot. A red because right because you know most wrestlers don't wear shoes when they yeah, kick yeah, people yeah. right it just it yeah. was so silly but there must have been uh, a weight in the shoe or something dude I gave it negative one star yeah uh, and if we look at uh so this is this is where it gets crazy if we look at um well I I mean Meltzer gave it half a star so what? like yeah he gave it half a star what uh yeah yeah so there's there's Dave Meltzer for you guys I right. Mean- Guys, yeah. There's Dave Meltzer for you guys. All I right, man. Well, let's why just... it's FDM. You but wonder dude, why that's God, a thing. Like, I, and especially now, like to go back and to be able to watch it, like the guy that's like just has the biggest heart on for Japanese wrestling and technicality and b- things being pure wrestling and hard hitting. <laughs> for him to give this anything at all, other than a dud or even a negative star rating, is kind of mind blowing to me. Um, but yeah, man, let's jump back over to Evolve. Um, you know, right before the second match, there was a promo package introducing the unwanted, uh, kind of like to the network audience, and it felt super indie to me. It was like very meh at best. I was not into that at all. Uh, so you have um, a kind of a four-way dance here. The second match is Sean Maluda versus Kurt Stallion versus Stephen Wolf versus Harlem Bravado. Okay, in 2019, a guy that literally looks like he should be selling insurance, his name is Harlem Bravado. Now, when I say that, I mean, every like, just close your eyes and imagine what a State Farm insurance agent would look like. Like, white guy, terrible goatee, short crew cut, a little bit flabby, but not quite out of shape. Yeah. That's this guy. Like, straight up. And his name is Harlem Bravado. Are you kidding me? Like, this is a back. That's a backyard wrestling. He's a backyard wrestler. He's a backyard wrestler. Like, there's no other way to say it. Like, his name is so ridiculous, but he does not. His gimmick has nothing to do with his name. He, like... It's so flat. His name is so flashy, and he's so bland and white and just not good. I mean, I I can't. And dude, and Kurt Stallion straight up looks like Cass with long hair. Like that dude does not Hold belong on. in the ring at all. Don't like, hate on Kurt, he, man. He's terrible. Oh, he's come on, dude. Okay, he might be a good wrestler, like Zack Saber Jr. or whatever, but he's a rail, dude. He is literally a beanpole. Like that guy has elbow pads on his knees. Like he's so skinny. Like it's. I mean. He's so skinny. I think Ellsworth is bigger than he is. Like no, it was, no. dude. He's insanely small. So this whole match to me, I, as soon as I just saw the entrances, I wrote WTF. This whole show is apparently gonna suck. And it and this match was pretty terrible. It was tons of stutter steps in the open. Everyone looked super indie. Uh, it just wasn't good. Uh, the super kick spot by by Maluda. The super kick spots by Maluda were absolute garbage. He missed like pretty much every one of them. Um, Dude, Wolf is the only one that could possibly have enough of a look to make it to the next level, but his offense is terrible and he can't sell for shit. Like he was just it was just not good. Like the whole thing was bad. Um it's hard for me not it was hard for me not to like look down at my phone and play like play like Papa Pear or like Candy Crush or whatever. Like it, it was just so hard to like focus in. It was just so sloppy and crappy. Uh, I mean, at least the white guy went over. Wolf, you know, Wolf went over after a shooting star. I gave this match one star. Um, 
And that's that's and I feel like that was being generous just because I did feel like there was effort there. And I did like the one guy that I thought could be decent in the future uh, being Stephen Wolf got the win. What did you think about this hodgepodge of a four way dance? I think about the, one of the only things I'm going to agree with you with is uh, Harlem Bravado. He, he looked like the oldest host at uh, the Olive Garden. He just looked like, yes. what are you doing? Yeah. Um, man, Kurt Stallion, you're wrong about him, man. You need to see more of him. Just just give that guy another chance. I know he had some. I know he's skinny. No, it's give not him, fair. No, okay, no, I'm going to stop you here. You can't tell. You can't. Tell me that because you bury Joey Janela for having a little bit of flab. Yeah. This is literally the other way around. Just, no. He's just too skinny. No. Yes, it is. He is way too skinny. Around. He looks terrible. But Joey he looks not go- good. He's got he's got spaghetti string hair. Dude, Joey Janela is Dude, just as Kurt good Stallion. as Kurt Stallion. Dude, Kurt Stallion. I uh, I'm just not even gonna say. Okay, I got. You like him because I, he looks like you. That's I genuinely no. think he looks like you. I think you guys look alike. Genuinely, no, I, that's not why I like him. I. Uh, I'm not going to say why I like him, but I like him. He, I like him because he's great. That's why. I like him because he is he's really awesome. I like him because, of because you know him, because you you, you know no. how hard he works. Or you know yeah. people that know him, and you know how hard he works, but, and that's why. I mean, it's a few things. I don't know. Maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe you're right. I think he's great. I don't know. I think he's great, and I like to see him on the WWE Network. I think it was awesome, and it was good seeing him there. I think he was awesome, and I like seeing him at the end, too, uh, with my boy Riddle. Because I love Riddle with his uh, Zelda hat on and his little thing later on, but no, Kurt Stallion was the man. Um, I think he should have won. Um, no, man. I mean, it was a hodgepodge of a match. It was a four-way match. It, it was it, it was a four-way like spotty fest, but not great spots. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're I all mean, sloppy. It was just four-way all matches are hard to do. I gave it a I gave it a D. I gave, it, gave a it a D. Yeah. Man, well, just so you know, just so yeah. you know, the god Dave Meltzer gave this match three stars, which would have been a, well, because, a plus to a B minus, because he's wrong and stupid and his opinions are trash. That's why. That's why. Man, well, so moving yeah, on. I agree with that. <laughs> but, or maybe because Kurt Stallion's so awesome, he had oh, to give it. Oh my god. Uh, we'll get. I mean, we're, we'll talk about Kurt Stallion more in this match on this show later, but. Uh, moving on back over to the nostalgia show. Um, I actually thought that was a pretty cool segment here, uh, promoting WCW.com with Mills Lane. I thought that was well done. Like that, they, they kind of like had an interview with Mark Madden, like interviewing him, and it looked very legit. And Mills Lane was doing a pretty good job of selling it. If you guys don't know who Mills Lane is, he was the referee in um, all the celebrity deathmatch stuff from MTV. He was um, uh, he's a let's get it on like bald guy, like he's that guy. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like uh, there was, and there was like a little package here recapping like the television title angle, uh, and it didn't, it didn't look, it didn't look Oof. good, it didn't look good. So, um, so yeah, man, like it, it leads us to Rick Steiner, the dog face gremlin versus Van Hammer. That's right, they put Van Hammer in a pay per view match in 1999, uh, and man, it was really terrible. Uh, it was even worse than the first match, I think. Uh, I thought it was actually worse than Disco Inferno and Ernest Miller. Uh, the commentary was really bad too. They like they were fumbling all over each other. They weren't even like really calling the match most of the time. It was just kind of Bobby picking on Tony, and that's fine. But like, I, I don't know. It just it wasn't good. And I legit really regret picking the show already. Like I was at this point, I was match two, and I wrote in my notes like I'm really I have to apologize to Cast for picking the show because it was absolutely trash. Um, there were like ten low blows and no DQ, uh, and then Steiner goes over after the ugliest top rope bulldog I've ever seen. Uh, I gave this match negative one and a half stars. 
uh, as opposed to negative one star from the first match. So I am at a total of negative two and a half stars, two matches in. What did you think about Rick Steiner versus Van Hammer? Well, first off, I'll say don't apologize because there's something fun at watching terrible WCW shows. I mean, there's something I fun agree. about it. I, I don't like. I started enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't like. I don't like a boring like indie show where it's like, oh my god, like there's just nothing. There's like, but this is like, we know all these guys. I know who Disco is. I know who the Cat is. I know, obviously, I know the Steiners. Um, you, you know, I know I didn't know who the Hammer was, obviously, or Van Hammer because he was strictly WCW as far as I know. If he was ever in WWE, I don't remember it. But you know, I know Dean Malenko. The uh, flares, David Flair. I know, so I know all these people. So it makes it funny and more interesting because I, it, when it's just some random indie show, though, I don't know anybody. That can be kind of boring. But when it's a bad show with people you know and a bunch of legends, it's kind of interesting because it's like, wow, you know, they're changing, they're changing the stipulation as the entrances go. What the hell is this? But anyway. Back to the match, man. It's weird to see Rick Steiner without the headgear. I don't care if he changes his gimmick. You got to keep the headgear on, dog. Uh, man, match was sloppy right away. Uh, Rick looked like the S H I T S S. I'm gonna why why did I spell it? Rick looked yeah. like the sh- he looked yeah, like it wasn't the good. Sh- right, it there. wasn't good. It was not uh, good at all. Man, they were off. They were off just all the way, buddy. I mean, man. Uh, Rick, I think he bit his penis. Did he bite Van Hammer's penis at the end of the match? I'm not 100% sure. I will not confirm or deny. Um, And then he went for a low blow to just guarantee the... He definitely went for a low blow, and they said, oh my god, he's biting him, and his head was in the area. So he not only bit it, but then he punched it, and then... I miss um, WCW, man. I really do. God, this is... What a great finish. That was the best finish of the night. Whenever you're explaining that to somebody, like, what's your favorite finish of all time? Well, there's a 1999 match where Rick Steiner oh versus Van Hammer, God. he bit his dick, and then he gave him a blow-do, blow-do, a, blow, uh, a, low, a low blow, and then he gave him a bulldog, and that's the finish of the match. I mean, that's one of the greatest finishes of all time. Uh, one of the great- I gave so this match an F. An F, yeah. Okay, well, okay, so I think Dave Meltzer, we agreed on this, and he actually gave this match a dud. Um, so there's that. That's nice. Uh, but yeah, man, let's just, let's keep it rolling, man. Let's just keep it going. We'll jump back over to the Evolve show. Um, <laughs> next on the list. Well, actually, so we had like, yeah, next on the list was Aturo Rujas versus uh, Anthony Henry. Uh, and it's like a very like technical MMA style open. And I feel like that never works in a worked environment because people have seen too much UFC and like you can't do that and it not be... Like, you can't do, like, at least striking. Like, you can't do, like, MMA striking and make it look legitimate. It just looks really stupid to me. Um, I feel like... I feel like the sad part is, is thus far in this show, this was the best work, even in the open. Like, because at least they were trying to sell the strikes. Um, I mean, they, they both had a decent look, too, which helped... Uh, they're both obviously still green. You know, they one of them said they had like 16 years of experience. 16 years or not, he looked green as grass. Um, Ruas is in NXT, uh, but he's obviously not getting a ton of TV time for a reason. He's obviously still a development talent there. Um, and I wrote, at least we aren't going to see tons of dives with no mats on the outside. Uh, and you can tell that they laid this whole thing out. And they aren't really reading the crowd at all. Like I could, you know what I mean? Like they had just scripted this entire, like they had already choreographed this whole match from start to finish. They knew 
it wasn't just like they had a few spots picked out. Like they knew from the open to the end exactly what they were going to do, regardless of how the crowd interacted with it. Uh, but then again, those are all the negative points. I will say that everything looked crisp that they did after like the opening striking segment. I thought that like, again, looking green and not playing to the, to the crowd is something that they'll have to learn how to do. But the actual work rate was pretty good. Uh, I gave this match two stars. So like a C minus. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, it was easily thus far uh, up, you know, th- three matches in, this is the best match out of the three. Uh, what did you think about Atsuro Rujas versus Anthony Henry? Man, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try to keep this short, but I do want to say this match is, in my opinion, what wrestling needs today. I, I think wrestling needs to take things that they do and other people have tried to do this. This is wrestling needs to evolve a little bit not do the same thing and wrestling always evolves just like everything in life evolves every sport evolves everything in life evolves and i think some of the things they were doing here they, they were they, they were on to something because i i really liked the shoot aspect because the beginning of professional wrestling was all about you know it was trying to make it a shoot you know trying to make it a shoot but it's really a work so I think they were doing a great job, man. I, I loved it. I, I think the the type the MMA type shoot style fight that they did, but they still made it professional wrestling. I think they did a good mix of it. I don't think it was too heavy fake MMA. I think they were they did it, man. I just thought this was what wrestling needs. Fun fact: I'm watching it with my uh, daughter, who's five, and she watches a lot of wrestling with me. And she went, "Hey, Dada!" And then I and sorry, I also watch like boxing, a lot of boxing and, and MMA. And she said, Dada, this is the real stuff, right? This is the real fighting. Like, she thought they were really fighting. Because she saw them Matt wrestling and doing the MMA yeah. stuff that she sees me watch, too. So, I wrote that note in there because I thought that was a compliment to the guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, eyes, like, young eyes like that. She's seen bo- me watching both things. And she automatically was like, oh, this is the real stuff. Because I don't want her, you know, WWE even does some crazy stuff that I got to be like, baby, this is not... Real. Just pretend, not, yeah, 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 just yeah, pretending. yeah. So you know, <clears throat> she knows the difference. So uh, at least they had that, man. I, le- I mean, hey, for the guys, le- a five-year-old bought it. Uh, so both men uh, made sure to like always capitalize when somebody was down and to get on top. I don't think it was as choreographed as what you're saying because it looked like sometimes you know someone was down and the other one just jumped. They always made sure that they were capitalizing on their opponent. And I really like that. Like, they didn't let their opponent go. The way they grappled was nice. Everything looked very amateur wrestling MMA. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, they kept going for submissions. Like, they were always trying to, like, catch somebody into something. And maybe they really choreographed that. But if they did, I thought they did a, uh, I thought they did a great job. My theme for every show always, everybody knows I like shorter matches. Thought the match was long. That's going to be yeah. a shirt one day. I'm going to have to figure out a creative way to say that because I always think the match is long. Uh, but uh, I, his name is Ruas, but I think he uh, pronounces it Huas. Um, at least that's how they sounded like they kept saying it. He does a spinning heel kick to the head for the win. Man, maybe this is a surprise. I gave it a B plus. Wow, I, I dude. Thought, I thought I'm just this was start like calling revolutionary. Because that's pretty much – he gave it three and a quarter stars. Dave Meltzer well, gave it three and a quarter stars, so I feel like you guys are pretty much in the same boat on that no, one. No, I thought it was revolutionary. I've seen other people do it, and I thought they did a great job. Yeah. All right. I, I thought it was an. I thought it was a. I would much rather watch that than watch like Seth Rollins do curb stomps and do all the stuff that he does every match. Well, I mean, I, like I, w- I would definitely rather watch this match than the third match on the WCW show. And let's just go ahead and jump into there. <laughs> 
so on so the promo backstage they're still cutting back to the junkyard and they're like trying to hype up this awful ass idea uh and this is like the worst yikes like just the worst yikes it could possibly be in my opinion i'm like i'm feeling embarrassed already like Watch like watching it by myself, and I felt embarrassed just watching that promo for the junkyard match. Yeah, but that's going to lead to Dean Malenko versus David Flair. Wow. Okay. Uh, first things first. Good Lord, Tori Wilson. My God in heaven, she was a dime and still Amen. is. Man, good Lord. Amen. Like, golly, dude, that dude is like the king of outkicking his coverage, and just like h- how he got at this point is just beyond me. Uh, man, Tony was just really burying David from the jump, though, and deservingly so, but, uh, you know, I've never seen a U.S. champion with no offense before. Wow. Like, that's pretty, yeah. uh, that's pretty, pretty heavy, heavy, uh, hate there that you're hype, hi- you know, pile on a David, but that's, it's fair. It's very fair. Uh, lucky for us, it was brief. Uh, Malenko is slamming women, and Baby Nate, uh, slides in for an obvious screw job finish. I'm gonna give it a, a half Baby a yeah, a little baby Nate, little Charles Ross. Baby Nate, yeah. Um, so I'll give it a, I gave it half a star, so a D minus, like just barely, barely passing. What did you think about Dean Malenko versus David Flair? <laughs> uh, pretty much the same notes, man. Tori Wilson, wow. If I could rate the match just on Tori, well, they should have just said, "Here's the match." Tori Wilson would have came out. This whole pay per view would have been a better grade altogether if it would have just been Tori Wilson standing in the ring talking, and I could just look I at agree. it because 100%. she was amazing. Uh, dumb match, one of the worst matches I've ever seen. Stupid, everything was stupid about it. Uh, the story was not clever. You know, the whole nepotism type thing. It was just, you know, cheesy, easy, stupid. It was, it was terrible. Uh, a bunch of interferences, like you said, you got a bunch of interferences, and then the baby Nate thing, which I love, I do love, uh, Charles. Uh, I gave the match an F. That's three Fs in a row. Um, FFF. Um, yeah. So uh, actually, it looks like me and Dave are on the same page. We both gave this match half a star. Uh, but yeah, man. Like so. So thus far, I, just, I know we haven't like done like the match comparison, but but like okay. When I'm gonna say this, and I don't, I don't, want, people to, I don't want people to think that I love this Evolve show because I'm giving it pretty terrible ratings, but it's easily beating this 99 show, which is historically one of the yeah. worst pay-per-views of all time. So just because it's winning, or just because it might even win this comparison, does not mean it was a good show. I would not recommend watching this Evolve show if you're on the fence and you listen to this show uh, and you're like, hey, it's on the network. Should I check it out? Should I not? Uh, I mean, I would say just check out the highlights. Like, yeah. Maybe not like from one start or two matches. Yeah. Do yeah, not watch not, this whole show. It's garbage for the most part. It. I, I wouldn't, yeah. I would, I'll disagree. Let me, let, since you're going to tell them that, let me tell them my side. I would say maybe not. It, I don't think it's garbage. That's just my opinion. Everybody is able to have their own opinion. I would say watch it, skip through it. You might see some stuff you like. I really, you know, That's listen, fair. That's you, fair. you heard what I said about the that uh, that last Evolve match. You might like that type of style. Watch that. It was a different thing. They brought a different thing to the table. I thought there was some other good stuff on this show. I don't think it was as good as like the last couple AEW shows that we watch, which uh. I would, if we're going to compare it to what we recommend and stuff like that, I would really recommend watching those from, from, you know, start to finish. Absolutely. This one, you're probably going to want to, you're right, though. You're going to want to skip some stuff. But yeah. anyway, that's just, I wanted to get my two cents in well, let's there. Let's jump but. back into it, man. Let's jump back into it. So match number four over there, uh, they were showing a promo for the women's match, and it just kind of cut off before the promo was over. Yeah. And that was a poor timing thing. It just shows you that it's an indie indie show that just didn't, you know, they just don't really know what they're doing yet. Uh, and okay. so so this, this next match, match number four, was Brandy Lauren versus Shotzi Blackheart. 
Her name is Shotzi Blackheart. I'm going to let that sink in one more time. Shotzi Blackheart. She has lime green hair. Terrible, terrible ring name. Terrible ring name. It's awful. Uh, It was kind of an instant schmoz, too, with, like, interference from some big Russian lady. I didn't even catch her name. Sorry. Like, I I probably will never see her again because none of these women will ever make it past this level, in my opinion. Uh, At least just based on this match. They might have great careers outside of this and just had a bad bad night. But this is their biggest stage they've ever had, and it was really rough. Uh, Brandy Lauren should not have worn white pants. Uh, It makes her look bigger than she actually is. And I'm not—again, this isn't a body-shaming thing. Now, we touched on this in the last episode. It's Don't just get poor, me started. Just a, just, a poor, just a poor choice of wardrobe. That's all I'm saying. I just didn't like the white pants on her. Didn't wasn't a good look. Um, they, they, I mean, you could tell that the effort was there. They were really trying. But without the hardcore stuff, it wouldn't have gotten anything at all. I mean, I mean they, they did some pretty sick spots. Uh, the dive to the outside <clears throat> um, onto the chairs by Shotzi was sick. Like, it looked... And when I say sick, not like, oh, it was sick. It was cool. Like, it looked... It, it was disturbing. It was like... Uh, there was no reason for her to take that bump. It didn't really add anything Man. to the match. Like, it was it was really silly to me. Um, and honestly, that should have been the finish. And when she kicked out of that, I was like, yeah, I'm done with this match. I'm just done with it. Um, so, I, I mean, again, because of the effort, because she did throw herself into, like, half a dozen chairs, I gave this match one star. Uh, that That's it. Uh, what, do, what did you think about Brandy Lauren versus Shotzi Blackheart? Man, I think uh, Brandy is very gifted. Uh, she has a lot of assets. Man, that ass though. I'm it's, just saying yeah, though, it was there. It made it like, but it that's the thing with those white there, pants. Like, she, it would have looked better in black pants, honestly. Like, oh, I, because man. it just, I don't know, I'm the white there, pants just white, look black to me. Red, like a, green, it, I don't purple, know, it looked like a Mack truck to me, like a blue, semi-trailer. Brown, it was maybe. I mean, any color she wants. Distracting. Any, any color she wants to wear, she can wear. With that ass. Oh, my God. I was like, I tried to find her number on Facebook or something. I was like trying. I wanted to marry her just right there on the spot. That's how just in love. I, in, I'm i just I'm in love forever. <laughs> I'm in love. Uh, the crowd was not into this match. Um, yeah, that cha- I mean, the main thing to take away from this is her just diving into chairs. And there's like, why? Why, man? And you get, you know, they got ECW chance, but. When is sometimes getting ECW chance that isn't a good thing. That means no. you did something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, uh, it was a no DQ match, I guess, which I didn't realize till later. Um, man. Um, yeah, I gave it. I didn't give it that bad. I gave it a C because I guess from the effort and I was intrigued throughout the whole match. I guess, like you said, I didn't want to look down at my phones and my phone and play a game or look down at my yeah. Nintendo Switch um, and play something there. I actually wanted to. I just wanted to give a hash a shout out to Nintendo. Um, yeah, naturally. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I actually didn't want to look down at anything like my my game or my phone or anything. I just I, I watched the match. So I gave it a C. I gave it a C. There was it wasn't great though. I, I mean, maybe I'm just. I was well, so caught up in that WCW show. I'm giving yeah. some C's that don't deserve it. I right. don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think Uncle Dave got in the same position because he actually gave this match <laughs> two stars as well, which I guess would have been more like a C minus. So I don't Man, like that I'm on the same page. As I know Dave. it looks like it looks like you and Dave are just kind of like buddy buddies these days, but. But yeah, man. All right, let's jump back over to uh, the '99 show. Let's just trudge along through it. Oh. Oh man. So this one's. Do uh, we have is, to. Dude, this one's gonna take a little time. Okay. Yeah. So. The backstage segment, they had a Master P and the No Limit Soldiers get out of the limo, uh, and H- Henning is there. 
the start, the angle kind of, uh, the obvious racism here is like really palpable to me. Oh, yeah. uh, and like, um, and also Master P just sucks. Like he was actually terrible even when he was really popular. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he was just awful. So, like, the, I mean, the infamous, like, rap is crap country music video was, was like, the only good thing about this. Uh, you know, like, it was pretty funny just watching the guys terribly try to mime through playing instruments. And, of course, hearing Mr. Perfect sing the song is always nice. Uh, but, yeah, let's just jump into the match here, man. It was the West Texas Rednecks versus the No Limit Soldiers, even though it's not even No Limit Soldiers. They're pretty much just regular wrestlers that are hanging out with Master P. Um... Yeah, man, it, what a terrible, terrible idea and terrible angle. Uh, Eight-man elimination, and by this time, the company is already garbage, like, to the point of no return. Like, you just can't come back from this, I feel like. Uh, you know, Bobby is the first man out, uh, and then, like, Brad Armstrong. It was just such a hodgepodge, like, especially with this kind of elimination. Like, when you have this many bodies in the ring, it should just be a one-fall win. Um, so many stutter steps and, and off-timing. I mean, eight-man tags are, like, hard enough as it is to pull off. But with these people, it was just exceptionally bad. I mean, especially considering who was, like, in the match the majority of the time. It just wasn't good. And stuff like this made me feel genuinely bad for Tony Schiavone again. It's like, he gets the short end of the stick. But it's like, dude, this is what he had to cover. You know what I mean? Like, it's not really his fault. Like, if he was covering Stone Cold versus The Rock, we might think about him differently. You know what I mean? Like, if the roles were reversed and Tony would have been on Raw... And JR would have just stayed in WCW. Almost like, happened. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, this could be a, a very di- a very different soundtrack to our childhood, that's for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, man, the crowd was super hyped for it. And so, like, I gave it one star because the crowd was into it. That Like, that's the – I mean, they were hyped. Like, by the end of this match, the crowd was popping huge. The match was awful, was absolutely terrible. But the goal of pro wrestling is to get the crowd to pop, and they got the crowd to pop. So, I gave it one star for that. So, a D, a D at best. Uh, what did you think about the West Texas Rednecks versus the No Limit Soldiers? Hootie hoo! Man, man, uh, you said that the No Limit Soldier guy, uh, the wrestler, I don't think he was a wrestler, like, fully. Because he looked like he didn't know what he was doing out there. Oh, I mean, there's uh, no... Swole or whatever? Is that no, what his yeah, name was? Yeah, 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 yeah. His name he... was Swole. All right, well, he couldn't have been too trained because I saw some things in this. I mean... Yeah, he was not good at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a good Bobby Heenan line. Where he was talking about how they dress, and he said, "Do you see how that team dresses? They can avoid all that if they just put a light in their closet." And I thought that was just such a good line. <laughs> he popped me. Just it was like a classic Bobby Heenan line. That's why Bobby Heenan was the greatest. He just had these one-liners that were so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I hated seeing Ray's face. That I, I never like seeing that. It's just I don't know why I don't like that. I just I don't like it. Um, dude, that black dude was not set. Though I'm sorry, the No Limit Soldier guy, I don't swole whatever his name yeah. was. Uh, he kept you know getting knocked down by people, and at one point you could hear his team and the other team all yell at the same time, "Stay down!" because they kept doing power moves to him, and he just would pop right back up like he was ready to fight, like yeah. kind of in a football position. Yeah. And so the dude went clotheslined him, and he yelled, "Stay down!" and as he's yelling, stay down, you can all see his corner, his the other two guys in the corner saying, stay down, stay down, because he yeah. just kept popping up. Um, way too long of a match. God. And the sad thing is, is you got Rey Mysterio and Mr. Perfect. It was like, I wish they could have just had a match together, because like, what a, minutes, what a dream. Dude, this match was 15 minutes yeah. long. 
Felt way, like an hour. Way too long. But, you know, again, you got Mr. Perfect and Rey Mysterio, man. It's like we could have only dreamed to just had a singles match with them. You know, that's like a dream, not necessarily like a dream match that everybody wants, but like, Hey, that's cool. What did you ever like, did you know Rey Mysterio and Mr. Perfect had a match together? You can't say that with this match because it doesn't really count, but that would be cool to see them two in a one. And maybe they have in WCW. I don't know because WCW was terrible. So I never watched, but um, I gave this match an F. This was, this was terrible. I mean, this was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, this it was, was pretty rough. rough. With the guy rough. not knowing what he was doing, not selling, and the whole No Limit Soldiers thing, and I'm from and I'm from New Orleans. I mean, I love the No Limit Soldiers and Master P's my dog, but I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't. Nah, dude, you gotta be cash money if you're from cash from money. New Orleans. Yeah, well, cash money. Yeah, I mean, that was I was like, like, especially during the early 2000s, that was the big rivalry, man. No Limit versus yeah, Cash Money. I'm you more of a be... No Limit. I'm more you... of a No Limit. Soldier. How? How are you more of a because, No Limit soldier? Uh, because Drake came with him, and then he started rapping about Drake. Holly Grove, and like he was rapping Drake. about Holly Grove. But he's not even from New Orleans. He's from Canada. Yeah. Drake did not come with them. Drake came with Cash Money. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I don't like them. I don't like Cash Money because Drake that's came with them. That's what I'm saying. I don't like Drake. He came with Cash Money, Young Money, and he well, started. He started rapping about Holly Grove. He's not from New Orleans. You can't rap about this. What are you talking about? Either way. All right. Well, Dave, Uncle Dave gave gave the match one and a half stars, too. He's so out of he his mind. It, yeah, way higher than I would have. How do you rate uh, I don't know, man. All right. Let's jump back over to the Evolve show. Uh, and this is where it started to pick up to me. It started looking a little bit better about the halfway point through here. Uh, this was Colby Carino, which is Steve Carino's son, uh, versus Baba Tunde. Uh, and uh, Baba is huge guy. Uh, I Baba mean, like, yeah, I mean, just a huge dude. And the chop <laughs> he gave Carino was vicious. Uh, dude, Carino to me is an excellent chicken shit cocky heel. Like he's really good at it. I, I think he's he knows how to sell. He's like one. He's the only guy from the, just the pure evolve roster that I saw on the show that was actually selling his facial expressions. Like like he was really selling every move. Granted, it was a glorified squash match. But still, Colby did a great job of putting him putting him over. I'd love to see Colby in AEW. I think that would be a good spot for him. Um, man, I mean, again, I just wrote, like, really good selling. I underlined it. Uh, Baba hits a quick splash for the 1-2-3. It was a very WWE squash-style match, and it made sense now that I, I didn't even know that Baba Tende was signed to NXT until after this match. But then I was like, oh. Same with me. So they're protecting yeah. the guy. They gave him pretty much an NXT squash. Like, it almost felt like a lot of the NXT TV matches where it's just, like, you know, a no-name development guy and then one of their stars that they're trying to push, and they they put they put him over pretty quickly. So I gave this match one and a half stars. Um, what did you think about Colby Carino versus Baba Tunde? Baba Tunde, and my first thought was Baba Booey, and that is a Howard Stern reference, and I actually think that's where he what he was doing because later on, they all started calling him Baba Booey. The tag team that came out afterward, afterward kept calling him Baba Booey, and they made a little bit of a Stern reference. So uh, I'm a big Howard Stern, Mark. So I, I thought that was funny. I mean, he goes Baba Tunde. My first thought was Baba Booey, and then everybody that came out who addressed him called him Baba Booey, and they call him Baba. So it just really seemed like a Stern reference. And you know, I'm sure uh, the guy seemed like he was from New York. I don't know. Anyway. Um, Comparing it to AEW, though, the whole card in general, I really like that. I, I think I like the Evolve show because it was a lot of singles matches. Like, there's way more singles matches. And 
The AEW is trying to show like all their stars. I'm not saying that this is better than the AEW show. I'm saying the thing I like, if I'm trying to take positive. You're talking about the layout, the layout of the matches. Oh, yeah, not this match. The the I'm just saying this match is when I realized it and and wrote the note. Um, I liked. I've really and you can listen. I I put the AEW shows over hard. I mean, I really like them. Um, I think. One of the things I liked about this Evolve show is that they actually did a lot of singles matches. And I hope that AEW gets to that. And I know AEW is kind of at a point now where they're just doing these big shows, trying to get people to watch, trying to show all their stars. I get that. So I'm not going to fault them for that yet. So I can't wait for AEW to actually have their weekly television and their shows because I I really rather one-on-one matches or smaller t- you know, tag matches. AEW is having a lot of like these big matches where they're trying to like show everybody. Um, that's mainly my notes. Since it was a squash match, I guess that's most of my notes. Um, same thing you said. I thought, man, this Baba guy, or uh, Baba guy is so wwe this guy's gonna go to this guy's gotta go to wwe and then i found out the same time you probably did because they kind of said something um that he was wwe um or nxt sorry uh, i gave the match a c a squash match made him look good baba Booey, whatever his name is and then um the that tag team came out let's uh, or wait we're not gonna go to that we're gonna go back to wcw first probably yeah so wait what did you think about colby carino and like the selling though yeah, yeah. I actually wrote the, I wrote I wrote some of the same notes you did. I, I thought it was a great like. Uh, hold on, let me find it. I thought it was a good match. It, it sold its purpose, and you can really you know even though it was a squash match, it went on a little. That's the thing. It went on a little longer than a squash match. You know, it wasn't like a a Braun Strowman squash match. It was uh, he 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 sold it a little bit more, and they did a little bit m- more than just your you know, normal squash match. It wasn't like, it was three minutes long. It was three minutes long. (laughs) It was not, it was not too long. It was longer than three three minutes minutes and 10 seconds long. Well, it felt a little longer. He got offense. I mean, it didn't feel like he was out. He, they went outside of the ring and all that stuff. And, yeah, they did a little. But bit. it was quick though. It was quick. But I just, well, I just want to make this like quick. A branch, it wasn't Braun Strowman where, <laughs> right? Boom, boom. I mean, right. I, yeah. Well, they, Uncle there Dave, was a little bit more to it. Uncle Dave gave this match one star. So if we're keeping score here, guys, if you guys are paying attention, that means that Dave Meltzer rated the No Limit Soldiers in the West Texas Rednecks higher than Baba Tunde versus Col- Colby Carino. He enjoyed that match more. So again, just, you know, quality opinions coming from Dave Meltzer, the educated opinion, I guess. Like, and this, okay, I'm just going to go, just a very short tangent here, dude. It really bothers me that it's like, oh, well, he's been doing this so long. It's like, like, why is his opinion held in such a high regard? Like, I just don't understand that. Like, because he posts rumors? Because they're, they're not headlines ever. He's just posting rumors. Now, I, I understand there's value in that. I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying that, like, you shouldn't post rumors. That's cool. Like, do your thing. There's we, Wrestling fans are always going to be thirsty for dirt, dude. We always want to know the backstage stuff. It's never going to change. There needs to be a market for that. I'm not I'm not crapping on what Dave Meltzer does. But to me, when you talk about, especially the star ratings, like, that is not about rumors or, like, backstage news. That is a man that watches these shows, that's been doing it for 35 years, and just gives you his opinion. But that's all it is. Like, his opinion is no more valid than me as a wrestling fan for 30 years, or you as a wrestling fan for 25 years, or however long it's been. Like, so to me, the idea that because Dave Meltzer rates something high, it means it's good, is garbage to me. Like, but en- enough of that. Like, let's jump back over to the WCW show. Um, match number five, I believe. Yeah, oh, and here it is, man. Here it is. Yes. Yeah, here it is. Yard. The junkyard. Hey, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. That 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 Colby, 
uh, Baba Booey match. That other guy did get his stuff in. I just found my note. The other guy did get his stuff in. You had me tripping for a second. No, yeah, he yeah. Got I some mean, stuff he got, in. He got, I mean, it might have been three he, minutes, but he did he get may some have stuff. Maybe two to three moves tops. He got some stuff in. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got, yeah. I mean, he didn't look like a complete dweeb. He didn't he look didn't like a look full like jobber. A dweeb. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah totally. Exactly. I agree. He did get I agree. A bit of stuff. Let's get in. I'm excited for the junkyard match. Okay. I want to hear what you have All right. Okay. I really want to hear. All right. I'll just take this away. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is. At this point, this is e- like there's no doubt to me that this is the worst pay-per-view at least in the past 20 years, if not ever, of all time. Um, but this this match to me, I was so prepared for it to be awful that like I just found the humor in it right away. And, like I mean, from the jump, it was just really <laughs> funny to me. Uh, the co- and the comedy of it was worth it. Uh, it's crazy that it isn't the worst match on the card, too. Like, that's what I wrote. Like, this match wasn't the worst thing on the show. That's how mind-blowing is that? Like, dude, God, how how bad was WCW it at this wasn't? show? It wasn't? No, this match, no, oh. dude. No, absolutely not. Dude, Ernest the Cat Miller and, and Disco oh, Inferno is probably the worst match I've ever seen in my life, ever. Maybe. In my life, Maybe. ever. It was yeah. really bad. Um, Especially I mean, being fit, in the ring. Plus, like, Fit Finley won. Fit Finley wins the match. Like, dude, at one point, like, so they had, like, a live wire, and they got the guy, like, on top of a, a, a thing, and he, like, is poking him, and nothing's happening, and then he pokes yeah. it, in, and then he takes the wire away, and then, like, some little pyro sparks happen, and the guy, like, shakes on it like he's getting electrocuted. Oh, so all the stuff was off. All the production spots were off. It was just really funny to me. Rocco Rock at one point was climbing the, climbing the outside, and I, I, w- I was laughing my ass off because I was like, no one on earth believes that Rocco Rock from the public enemy is going to win this match. Like, there's no point in having this quote-unquote false finish here. Like, it was just so silly. Um, Fit Finley wins the Junkyard Invitational after Oldsmobile explodes. And I wrote LOL in capital letters. But I gave this match one and a half stars for comedic value. And because the rest mind. of the show was so terrible. So in comprehension to the rest of the show, I gave this match one and a half stars what did you think about the Junkyard Invitational? Well, here's where I differ because they weren't going for comedy. They no, were they not going for no. comedy. They I agree with you. Match. I agree with you. It was funny. But if I'm rating this on a hardcore match on stuff that, you know, I've seen from ECW and Mick Foley, man, this was as bad as it gets. The missteps and the fact that they were so – and I WWE does this now, and I talked about it with Braun Strowman they did the whole power, the not pyro, but the, you know, the planned techniques where there's other people involved to have a spot. I don't like that, you know. I don't want you to kill yourself and fall through the cage like Mick Foley, fall through the hell in a cell or get thrown off. Don't do that. But if you're going to have a hardcore match, you know, do it yourself. Don't rely on not actually hurting yourself and it, and it be from a third party. I really don't like that. And that's all this was, man. I mean, sure, some people, you know fell took some bumps on on some hard floor but man was this bad all around the cars and then the planned car like falling or what the oldsmobile man i, I just I, I gave it an e minus i, I don't know how to grade e it in if minus. i'm because i'm on the so, so, you, so like a negative star scale. then yeah it was negative definitely negative. it was okay. definitely the worst match on that it was actually and this first time i've actually heard a lot about this in documentaries they always reference it when they talk about the Monday Night wars and they talk about wcw's um blunders yeah them trying to go down you know trying to stick with the times and go to the ecw hardcore type stuff and they they always show a clip of this match so i was like ooh, i finally get to see it and yeah. boy oh boy was it 
did it live up to its reputation? Very bad. One of the worst things I've ever seen in professional wrestling. One of the worst things. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. I mean, maybe maybe I was just rating it on the comedy value. Like maybe yeah, I was I just rating my personal like my I was personally entertained. Yeah. Like indirectly, not the way they intended for me to be entertained, but I was entertained by this match more than pretty much anything else on this I'll card. Also, honestly, I'll also agree that that disco cat match with the red shoe. Also up there, one of the worst. So I agree with you, man. This but uh, but yeah, yeah, Uncle Dave ended up giving this one a, a dud altogether as well. Um, so you guys are kind of on the same page there. But let's no, jump back over. Quit. Quit. <laughs> let's jump back over to the Evolve show. Uh, okay, so Eddie, so at, pretty much directly after the end of the the Carino and Babatui match, I can't believe I just called him Babatui, but yeah, there you go. Uh, Eddie Kingston comes out and cuts a huge promo about nothing really, like just just. Cut, just talking to talk. Uh, honestly, he's way past his prime. He's already missed his boat. Uh, he's he's good on the mic, but he's obviously too old to really get a shot at any point. Um, I mean, he's decent on the mic, but he just he looks terrible. And he's not, there's not, like, he wrestles a very fairgrounds, late 90s, early 2000s, NWA main event style. You know what I mean? He's very, like, just not... You know, he he's just playing to the the popcorn and hot dog crowd. Like that's just that's 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 all he that's all he knows. Uh, yep. So it was it was Kingston and Gacy versus Fox and Ruff for the Evolve Tag Team Championships. Um, man, Fox did an incredible like floating back senton thing. Like he jumped backwards and did a front flip senton to the outside, and Kingston just straight dropped him on the concrete. Like just missed the spot and dropped him. Uh, and that was, I mean, that could have killed him. Like, honestly, it could have killed him. Like, it was it was pretty rough. And th- from that on, I was like, yeah, Eddie Kingston's trash. Um, it, it was nothing but big spots. Um, and, like, I hate how it's like, is it really, it's like the whole match is going and it feels like it's a tornado tag match. And then all of a sudden they go to their corners. And it's like, what, what? Like, what? So the match has been going, the bell rang. It's been going yeah. this whole time. And... Now all like that really bothers me, dude. Like that's when I really lose immersion. Like I lose, I cannot, I cannot suspend my disbelief when you, there's no continuity to what you're trying to present. Like that really bothered me. It wasn't explained at all by the commentary either. They didn't do anything to try to cover that up. I mean, the double team moves were cool, but it was just one after the other after the other, and it was this is a, a you know one of the things that you hate. It was just all high spots and no selling. Even yeah. though it, it weren't it wasn't big flips, it was just very indie. Um, but Fox and Ruff get the win after a pretty solid sequence of moves, and the crowd did eat it up. Uh, the dance party in the ring after the dance break was way too long. It was just, it was way too long. It got awkward. Maybe have the, like the two guys dance and that's it. Don't have everybody in your entourage get a little dance segment. That's really silly. Um, they, they, you could tell that they're a really, really indie version of like New Day meets the Adam Rose gang. And it just wasn't, it wasn't yeah. good at all. Um, so I ended up giving this match one star. Uh, just because I do think that both Fox and Ruff have a future. I think that if you teach them how to sell and slow down, they definitely have the athletic ability and they have the look. Uh, I'd love to see Fox and Ruff versus the Street Profits. I think that'd be really cool. I'd love to see them in NXT. Uh, but yeah, man, what did, what did you think about this uh, This Kingston and Gacy versus Fox and Ruff? You hit the nail on the head there, man. I, I don't know what else to add. Very indie style. You said that. A lot of selling. You said that. Spot Fest, you said that. The one thing you didn't say, I don't think you said, too long. 
again too long. What is up with all these guys? Dude, I think it's just you. I really do. I don't know what it is. Probably is. I like a good like six, seven minutes. This match, this match was eight minutes long. Okay. It was eight minutes and nineteen seconds long. Something that tells you something. Because I didn't like it. It was just no the no selling. Literally, if, let me give this match one note: no sell, no yeah. sell, no sell, no sell, no sell. You got new champs. Who cares? Nobody sold. I gave it a D for dud. So yeah. one star, same thing. Uncle Dave gave it a B. He gave it three stars. There you go. Me asinine, asinine. That opinion yeah. is asinine. Talking. I I can't. I, I'll go off for like thirty minutes, so I can't because it's like doesn't even make sense. The fact that people. Like, listen to what he says. Come it's, on, yeah, come on. on. I feel like we're now now we're on the on the cusp. Like now we're getting to a point where people are really starting to realize that they've been shammed by this guy for the past twenty five. Yeah, ridiculous. Years. Like I feel like I feel like the tide is turning. Like I do feel like more fans are becoming like, mm. oh wow, we always thought Dave Meltzer was whatever, and now we're all learning that he's actually full of shit all yeah. the time. Thanks, and Bruce. his ratings are terrible. Like not just Bruce, but when it's Bruce yeah. and Conrad and. JR and Eric Bischoff and every everybody. and literally everybody. Tony. Yeah, yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's insane. Like, wouldn't you love but like here's the thing, take that match, not to go on, but wouldn't you love to like literally be on like a one on one interview with him and be like, Dave, let's why? watch this match. Yeah. Break it down. Tell me why you yes. think I would scientifically love it. I would love it. Dude, I would why love. Why you think this is 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 a B or whatever he rated? A Conrad what? and Dave Meltzer podcast. I think it would be great just because I think Conrad would rip him apart. Yeah, I think would rip him apart. Yeah, I would love that. I, I mean, I would love just to see somebody interview him in just one interview, be like, and take a couple matches. Um, so you rated this, you know, three stars. Tell me, tell me exactly why. Like, I want to. Yeah. I mean, that would be an interview. I, that would definitely be an interview I'd like to see. I would love to see Conrad just break it down with with Dave. But I can tell you one interview that I don't want to see, and it's oh, the God. Jersey Triad over oh. in WCW. Uh, the the Triad had a promo here, and it's very wrestling. Uh, clearly they had like two minutes for a promo, uh, and that's pretty much all you can pull off at that point. It's just like everybody get their catchphrase in, and that's it. Uh, but yeah, we had the Jersey Triad, uh, in a, you know, all three of them being Canyon and DDP and Bam Bam Bigelow versus Chris Benoit and Saturn. Uh, I mean, so my first note is that this match has no other choice but to be match of the night, uh, just because of the people in it. Uh, again, though, handicap matches on a pay-per-view are just never a good idea because handicap matches are never the end of an angle. They have never been the end of an angle. They never will be the end of an angle. And a pay-per-view is just not a place to continue a mid-card angle, and that's what this is. There's no title on the line. Everybody's still kind of in that U.S. title picture, though, so it's not like or that tag team. It's very mid-card. You can't, you shouldn't be putting a two-on-three handicap match on a pay-per-view. But, hey, it's WCW 99, and we just saw a Junkyard Invitational, so what else can I say? Uh, it was very slow. The match was very 90s pacing here, very slow. Uh, just a lot of brawling and then a lot of powdering to the outside of the ring by the heels. Um, I will say that Canyon and Saturn had a really cool exchange. Uh, th- their moments in the ring were good. Uh, Canyon is really the only one making the baby faces look good, too. Uh, and I'm, I'm a fan of DDP, but he did an awful job in this match. He looked bad. It wasn't good at all. Bam Bam seemed to step behind, like he lost a step from his his you know his better days. Uh, it was and you could it almost look. It's almost like you know a lot of people they start wearing shirts when they get too big. But I almost felt like he felt self conscious because he looked smaller than normal. Uh, Bam mm. Bam looked smaller than he normally did to me, and I think that's why he was wearing the shirt here. Uh, definitely past his prime, and the match was 
way too long. I definitely wrote that down on this one. Um, the three good workers did their best to make it work, but it wasn't great. Uh, it was passable, but it wasn't great. DDP and Bam Bam essentially hit a 3D uh, for the win. Uh, I gave it one and a half stars, so like a C minus to a D plus. Um, a little bit better than passable. Again, a C minus to a D plus is, I think, is still the best match wow. on this card, though. So, um, wow. Yeah. What did you think about this 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 handicap match? Man, you know, I, I love DDP. I love Bam Bam. Uh, same thing you said. It's man, I've never seen Bam Bam in WCW, and this time at WCW, and he just he was off. Bam Bam was off. Surprisingly, DDP was off. You know, DDP has never been great. I've never, you know, he's never been like the best wrestler of all time but oh. i've seen ddp ddp in much better showings if Didn't he has a good dance partner he can pull off a good yeah a good match yeah, yeah. exactly exactly and i think he like just the undertaker <laughs> i don't think ddp was was good here at all i didn't see much from him uh surprisingly no not surprisingly perry saturn you know much to his credit and a lot of people tell you he was great i think perry saturn was the star of this match i really liked Definitely. perry saturn this he match, did some yeah. He had some great exchanges. And Canyon. Canyon was yeah, definitely and the Canyon, strongest. Sorry. And, and Canyon. I, I kept for, I forgot about Canyon, but yes. Um, he was great, too. Um, they Perry had some great exchanges. Um, way too long, and I'm sorry, but this one really was. I it know was. before, but... Dude, this, this, not, this, yeah, this match was very this long. Was it was 23 way minutes and long. 17 seconds. Yeah. 23 minutes and 17 seconds. Yeah. Way too way long. Way too long. Way too long. I and I'm sorry. I gave the match an F, man. I mean, uh, it just wasn't, you know. I and honestly, it's not just because of Chris Benoit, but I don't think Chris Benoit is good in it. I, I think, uh, I I don't know. I gave so it. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna let you guess here. What do you think, Uncle Dave gave this one? Um, three stars. Three and a half stars. Oh my! Give it a B plus. He gave this match a B plus. There's yeah, no, the dude is an absolute moron. No All right, so let's uh, let's let's keep let's keep moving on here. Let's just keep trudging along and keep on Dave Meltzer. I'm really enjoying this part of it. Honestly, this has been the best part of the show. I'm gonna I'm I'm seriously gonna try to do this for every show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all right, so here we go, man. This is probably gonna be the best match, or at least close to the best match of both of these shows. Uh, it was uh, a package for Drew Gulak and Matt Riddle here, and it was cool because they showed the year when they gave these interviews, and they really kind of referenced all their time in Evolve. I think that this honestly would have been a great way to open this show. Uh, it might have it might have helped save it, help my opinion of it better. Uh, but yeah, it was Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak. And again, like similar to like my first notes in the last match, I said this has no other choice but to probably be the match of the night. Uh, it was very technical trade back and forth, but they pulled it off so well. These guys are seasoned vets. They know what they're doing. They wrestle that Dean Malenko style, that Chris Benoit, that, that Mr. Perfect style really, really, really well. Um, I mean, the super a amateur influence, it doesn't work with a lot of people. But with, when you have two guys that have legit backgrounds and that can just like, hey, you know, like kind of like when Kurt Angle and, and uh, Brock Lesnar had that SmackDown match where like the first two minutes of the match, they're legit just amateur wrestling. Like, mm -hmm. and it, that's kind of how this felt. And it was really cool. Like they, they weren't, it wasn't like they were working amateur spots. Like they were legit amateur wrestling. Like they were both trying to get the better of each other. And it, and you could tell, and it, I, and I got sucked in from that opening spot. You know what I mean? Like, so from then on out, it was just great. And, 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 and you know what? Counter to the last tag match, this was a lot of big high spots. They had a lot of big spots, but they had a lot of air between those spots. 
they had a lot of selling. They had a lot of breathing. They had a lot of a lot of time to let the crowd digest the drama that they were trying to put in the ring. And they did a really good job of this, man. I mean, another reason to watch 205 Live. Drew Gulak is the champion over there right now, man. It's it's a much better show these days. And I would highly recommend if you if you haven't been on the 205 Live train in a while, pop in and watch 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 a show. It's about an hour long. You know, if you got if you got a chance, just turn on a 205 Live show over the past like couple weeks. It's gotten significantly better. Uh, but yeah, I love this match. No gimmicks, just pure technical wrestling. Of course, the WWE guys are the ones killing it. But yeah, I love the match, man. Right. Uh, Riddle, Riddle went over after his package, like Tombstone Bomb, uh, Tombstone Buster, whatever you want to call it. I gave the match three stars. So, uh, you know, like a C plus to a B. What did you think about Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak here? That's it. That's it, man. Uh, again, some of my notes from the earlier match where I think I, that MMA, you know, technical wrestling, real shoot style making it more making a, a professional wrestling match look more like a shoot is basically what I'm saying or it is what I'm saying that's what I like that's what I, I think will it say means. it was the perfect length too it was the yeah. perfect length of time in my opinion I think it could, I think it could have been a little short shorter <laughs> it was 13 minutes it was 13 it minutes could have been 10 could have been no <laughs> could have been 10 <laughs> man uh riddle last match I rated his match an A I will say that on the last NXT show, I gave him an A. Um, he starts off stealing my heart. He's wearing a Zelda hat, so he stole my heart right away. I think he's like my new favorite. Um, Gulak, Gulak, that dude was over with the crowd way more. Like the crowd loved him. Yeah, the crowd loved that guy. Um, I loved the. They did like this leg kicks. Like you, I mean, it looked like real MMA leg kicks. Riddle kept like hitting him with leg kicks. And then he like this punch combo with a takedown. It was like you were saying. Uh, I didn't think to. I, I don't remember that uh, Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar match, but I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's that's a great comparison because he did like a uh, some leg kicks and a punches, and yeah, obviously he wasn't putting it all into it, but it looked real. Then he went for like a takedown, and it was a real takedown. Like he really took him down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could tell that uh, Gulak wasn't ready for it, and so he got to take it. It was very. It was. He didn't take it like a bump. He took it like right. an MMA, like, like an yeah. guy trying to brace himself. Cur- yeah. yeah, curling is curling yeah. up over him and, and all that. It was very good. Um, a, a shoot style wrestling match. Again, what I, I I'm not going to repeat the same stuff. That's what I think. I think more matches like this are for the better for professional wrestling with all the f- right. But if you're going to emulate that MMA style, it shouldn't be the striking. It should be the grappling part of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like well, they the striking. Yeah, yeah if you're going to do – well, it, a, a good point to that, uh, Riddle kept doing leg kicks. You can yeah, do that. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. like MMA yeah. style. He kept doing this leg kick, and I was like – in my head, I was like, wow, I've never seen a professional wrestler. Or just do don't land kick. the strikes. I mean, in, in right. UFC, like how often do they actually land those right. punches? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, go for it. And then every once in a while, you get one and hurry up and do a takedown afterwards yeah. or something. So yeah. not focused on the strike that right. obviously didn't really connect exactly. or whatever. You could do, you could do it in certain ways. I thought they did a fantastic job. I loved it. Again, could have been a little shorter. Um, they did a back and forth reverse spot. Riddle gets the win. Man, maybe I'm a Riddle Mark and I just don't know it yet. I gave the match an A. Maybe it's because oh. of everything else I saw for the night. I gave it an A. I gave it four stars. I gave it an A. Oh, Uncle Dave gave it four and a half stars. I loved it. Me and wow. Dave were on okay. that one. I agree with him. I thought it was a great match. I, I thought they did a lot right and very few things wrong. Wow. 
Okay, well, you know what? Let's jump back over to WCW then, man. I guess we have to, right? I mean, because I feel like now the Evolve show is kind of starting to heat up. But yeah, let's jump back over. And, have to? Uh, yeah, we, we have to. So this one is, uh, this is worse. This is worse, in my opinion, than the, the Junkyard match. But uh, it was Mills Lane who fumbled through an awful promo uh, right before the match. And now we're going to be subjected, unfairly, to a Roddy Piper versus Buff Bagwell in a boxing match. I wrote in all caps, damn it. Like, I just didn't yeah. want to watch this. Like, I was, like, so bummed about it. Uh, but, yeah, man, it was a boxing contest. And, good Lord, this show was really hard to watch, man. I mean, I, I, like, to be totally honest with you, man, like, to be totally honest with our listeners, I had to break this show up. Like, I, I got through a couple mm-hmm. matches, and I had to turn it off and watch something else. And then I would go back another day and, and watch it, you know, because we, we have these shows planned out. So, I, I, I like... I, I've already watched the shows for next week's show, so like I'm, I'm always, I always try to stay ahead of it because I'm, I'm the one that does a lot of the scheduling and, and uh, Cass is more the guy behind the scenes that does a lot of the, uh, like the technical work and editing the show. So, yeah, when and I watch this is kayfabe, you don't tell them that stuff. Oh yeah, a little peek behind the curtain to the kayfabe <laughs> comparisons here, our kayfabe wrestling federation apparently. But yeah, um, hey, that's a good idea. We should start a wrestling promotion. Oh well, I'm in. Oh, we, we know some wrestlers. All right, we'll get there. Maybe in a couple years. Tell us on Twitter. Tell us on Instagram. Should we start a promotion? Yes. Let us know yes or no. All right, so, uh, yeah, man. I, honestly, this was – it was really hard to watch. The gloves looked so goofy. They were, like, humongous. Like, they were, like, just cartoony. Uh, definitely pillows for gloves. Uh, I mean, the whole idea was just awful. And, of course, it was just actual trash. I mean, both guys trading exchanges. And then Judy bites Piper on the ear to emulate that whole, like, Tyson Holyfield like situation. Oh. God, it was so bad. Judy Bagwell just being out on TV ever is just awful. I mean, block. Okay, Buff hits a blockbuster and then gets a pin. I wrote question mark, question mark, question. Like what? I don't. What? What just happened? So yeah, I gave this match negative one stars. And again, anytime I give a match a negative star, it's because if if a non wrestling fan and you're trying to introduce them to wrestling and they see this, it would hurt their opinion that they already have that's probably negative to begin with. It would even yeah. make it worse. And this match would make any fan's opinion of wrestling worse. So what did you think about Piper uh, and Bagwell and this terrible abomination? Well I forgot about it. I forgot about it. I like like to block <laughs> it from my memory. And I'm glad well because I said that I thought the junkyard match was the worst match, but this is honestly the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the, pretty rough. A, bo- a fake boxing match. I just wrote, why? Why? I mean, uh, why? Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know what... I can't say anything. I don't. There's nothing to say. There's literally... Silence will do it. I mean, I gave it, you know, as bottom, as low of, as a grade as I can give it. There's nothing to say. I mean, this is just. Oh, you're going to love this. Okay, by the way, so I yeah. screenshotted all these ratings, and I purposely didn't look at these ratings until I was on, on camera. There's with no like, way this. Hold on. I'm not ready. Are you ready? I'm not ready for this. He gave this match one and a half stars. <laughs> so still, like, that's, I mean, that's not a great rating, but still, like, what? how does this match not get a dud or a negative star? Like. He gave wow. it not just one, but a half one of half another. Star. Yeah, one He's and a half He's friends stars. with Buff, obviously. Gotta be. Got to be friends with Buff. Gotta be friends with Buff. So, hey, but Kurt Stallion really is. He's a great guy, and he's listen, okay. Look, look, I'm not. Uh, all right, look. <laughs> I know. I know that you're friends with a lot of wrestlers, and I know that there's a, a sl- slim but very possible chance that this dude listens to this show, or maybe <laughs> listens to this one. And so, like, dude. I, all right, look. This is my thing, man. Like, I, I don't know enough about your actual wrestling to know if you're a good wrestler or not, because there's not so very much you can do in a four-way match. But I do know 
that with your physique, you're not going to make it. You're not, you're not going to be, not going to be a main event guy looking that skinny. Like do what you got to do, bro. You're not taking drug tests right now. I'm going to go ahead and say it, dude, do a couple cycles, do what you got to do and get your, get some beef on you, bro. Like, I'm, I mean, it wouldn't even take a whole lot, dude. Like he's what? 160, maybe uh, one man, at man. 175 at know. tops. Like dude, gain about 15 pounds at least. Do some leg presses for God's sake and get in the tanning bed. Jesus, are you the undertaker? What's happening, man? You're well, lo- your skin is almost like translucent. You can almost like see through his skin. It's so white. He's used to being on indie shows. You know, Regardless. he's on, on, on indie shows and he but does a great job. I've his name before. So it's like, like, dude, how? Like, he, his hair looks stringy. He just didn't look good. And that's the oh, thing. Like, anything wrong with his hair. He didn't I mean, look good. He looked, he looked dirty. He looked greasy. He just didn't look good. He looked skinny. He just didn't look good. That's that's well, all. He might be a phenomenal say, wrestler, but he'd not look good. His physical appearance was not appealing at all to me. I am not I'm not he's not my buddy. He's he's a friend of a friend, and I've just heard a lot of good things. And I've seen him I've actually seen him live. I've seen him live a bunch of times, and he looks great in, in an indie stamp. I will say, I'll admit, man, watching him there on Evolve next to those people, he didn't look good. I mean, he yeah. did there was he definitely was out of place. He definitely didn't look like and he, he might be a great wrestler. And if he is, dude, dude, hit the gym for a couple months, man. Just build up some bulk and yeah. prove it. That's all you got to put in that dedication, put in that work. I know that you're getting the miles in the road, obviously, because I know your name and I don't ever watch indie shows. Yeah. So like that's that's something alone. Yeah, like, he's definitely for sure. His, def- like, his name is definitely out there. Yeah. But you got to get bigger, man. Like yeah. you got, if you want to be an NXT guy, if you want to be an AEW guy, even like unless you want to be Jimmy Havoc and break a bunch of light bulbs over your head, then you're going to have to gain some weight, bro. Like there's just no way around it. But anyway, you know who does have a five-star body? You know who has a body already ready for the main roster? That's Austin Theory, dude. This guy looked like a million bucks. And, dude, so we're jumping back over to the Evolve show, and we had an Austin Theory versus J.D. Drake package. And it's exactly exactly like the the dichotomy was perfect. This match was probably the best booked match on the entire show, having like a big trucker, you know, blue-collar worker kind of guy, big – Dusty Rhodes kind of kind of attitude to him. Yeah, baby. Uh, like, but like, um, but Southern and not not with the lisp and a little bit of yeah, sexuality. Baby. Yeah, a little baby. more like like I'm a I'm a hard worker. I lost my wife. I lost my wife to wrestling. You know, it's like which really means your wife just left you because you probably, Listen, baby. probably taking too many pills on the road or whatever, and probably boned some ugly wrestling chicks. Whatever. Anyway, uh, this oh this you're one, talking about that real Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Uh, that real life, baby. Uh, I mean, the package was really well put together, too. I mean, JD, you know, kind of like, I've been fighting my whole life. This kid's young. He has, he's never worked for anything. But at the same time, too, like, I felt like to be a great heel, you have to, ha- it has to make sense to you. It, you. To you, it has to be believable. And you have to sell that. So for him to be like, dude, I look this way. Do you think, do you think I got this body from not working? Like, that's the thing, you know what I mean? It's like, what do you do? You sit on the couch, like, oh, life hit you hard. It's like the potato chips hit you hard. Like that's that was amazing. That was a great line from him. Like, uh, like mm-hmm. it was really good, really well done. The kid's 21 years old. That oh. blew my mind. Like, Jesus, this dude is going to be a star. He looks like a million bucks, and the, the package was awesome. Um, then they bring out this random wrestler to be the ring announcer, and he like coughs in the microphone a bunch of times. Made no sense. Like. Literally the stupidest shit I've ever seen on a wrestling show in my life made no sense. No one knew who he was. No one got a rub from this. It did not help him, help no one. Then the lights went out. Boom, Paul Heyman's out there. That's great. But what happened to the other wrestler? He just disappeared. 
They didn't see him walk into the back. Nothing. Nothing Nothing was ever even said about him. Yeah. Who, who got the rub from that? There was no reason for him to be on that show at all. Maybe maybe he was supposed to do something else and just didn't deliver. I don't know. But anyway, Paul Heyman came out, cut a hell of a hype promo, like, as only he can. And he ripped apart one of the hecklers in, in the crowd, and that's what he does. I mean, he's just – Heyman's fantastic. He's he's a genius. Um, I mean, he's the best promo in the business and probably ever, honestly – um, we're going to cover a show next week, 1989, and we'll talk about his promos there too. But man, like this dude, this, this promo was fantastic. He did a great job talking about how people have always invited him to, you know, shows and indie shows and he's always turned him down and he asked to be at this evolved show and that popped the crowd so much. And you could tell he was genuine. I mean, that's the thing about Paul Heyman. Like even if he is a bullshit artist, he's the best one I've ever seen because he always makes you feel like it's real. But then you always hear these interviews about him, and they say, hey, you know, Paul, like, he lied to a lot of us, but he never lied to the fans. And you can tell. Like, and, that, and that's probably what it is. Like, he's just always real with the fans, man. And it's, it was amazing. Like, he did a great job. Um, I mean, just a fantastic job. And that's going to bring us to the match. He, he you know, did, was a ring announcer for the match. He made sure to shake both guys' hands. And that's the biggest rub they could have possibly gotten. Even before they started, like, wrestling, like, they both got rubbed and rubbed on hard just from mm. shaking Paul Hammond's hand. But yeah, just a little handy from Paul Heyman. But no. yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's jump right into the match, man. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying not to pop myself for that one, but it was just too good. All right, yeah. So JD Drake versus Austin Theory. I'm gonna. I got a lot of notes, so I'm just gonna go ahead and let you like jump in here because I feel like I've I touched on all your notes. So just go ahead yeah. and take it away. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. So let me start back. I, I thought Paul Heyman looked emotional, almost like he looked. Yeah. You know, because he's back. Was that the same place ECW was that at? Is, that was ECW never, Arena, yeah. Yeah, he looked, I could tell this this emotional, this, I could tell he was emotional. I could, I could see it, I, I could see it in him. He got serious. Like, I, yeah. very, very often, or so often, you don't see it often in the WWE, him getting that, that serious. Because he's got the whole, you know, Brock Lesnar bit that he does. And I just saw him being very serious and actually emotional. I actually didn't really like the grilling the guy. I don't know. It just, he came out for a guy. I, I felt like he should have just ignored it. Cause it kind of like ruined because I was really focusing on his, the way he was emotional, but either way it was fine. But it's I an just, indie show. Yeah. It is an indie you know what I mean? show. Like it wasn't he, an arena. It was, he it needs was in a little to lose, Yeah. He needs to lose weight though, man. Oh, he's always been yeah. big, but he's getting well, to not always. We'll get there. We'll He's there. getting to a point where he was looking very big, and I was like, "Man, Paul, you gotta exactly, lo- but... lose some weight, man. I don't want you to die on me. Like, I, you gotta be healthy. Quit, put down a hamburger, brother, because I love you. But it's because I love Paul Heyman, man. But yeah, what a what a him shaking the guy's hands. I noticed that. Like, they, I'm glad they showed that. I don't know if they were meaning to. It was a wide shot. No, they weren't zo- They weren't like zooming up on it and making it obvious. But you saw it. You saw it on both guys. It was very nice. Um, I didn't like Paul's comment on Pyro after the guys came out. Whenever he was going to introduce, oh, I loved it. I thought it was he great. said, "Oh, you guys had Pyro." I don't know. I felt like they were trying to make it feel a little bit more of a serious match because of the storyline that this match had. I thought it took a little bit away from the seriousness. I think it was more of, of a dig at WWE. 20, it was. I liked that about it. I really liked that about it. I don't think it helped the match. I, it took a little bit away from uh, my, okay, I don't right. know, my head. But, it, yeah, the guy being 21 years old, man. Jesus, uh, I mean, right? I, that, I literally more, wrote, dude. I wrote, but for 21, this kid 
Dude. Is gonna go places. I mean, and he was a good wrestler. And like he was good. He God. looked like he'd been doing it for a while. He had a great body. I mean, yeah. he's got the body. Dude, he's no homo. Physical. That dude was a beautiful man. Oh, like God, I gotta. I mean, I don't want to get half chub, bro. Half chub. Yeah, I was there. I'm just gonna yeah. be honest. I thought I started thinking about my life and if I wanted to go a different way. Hey, buddy, I, I would wrestle him in the mud after a couple beers. Hey, I take that right now. Hey, I'm saying no, but uh. Oh, you got me all off track. It was a- <laughs> you got all hot and bothered by Austin Theory. He's blushing over there, guys. I know you can't see him. He's like sweating, oh, sweaty cat. No, no, it was a, it was a, and it was a good physical match, man. Like they were doing it, man. And he was like, he was so good. Let me tell you how good the guy was. Off mic and everything, they're outside of the ring. He doesn't know if the camera's gonna pick this up. You know, he's hoping it will, but he knows he's smart enough. He's only 21, so to be able to do things like this, he's he's yelling at him, you, you're you too old to be doing, the, you know, making comments like, you've been doing it for so-and-so, I've been doing it for this long. Like, make comments. He kept, like, he kept making the comments during the match, you know, in between moves and everything. He wasn't worried about, what am I going to do next? He, he was confident, I guess is what I'm trying to say. He was so confident, he was able to add in those little nuances those those little things that make you great, make you a great heel, make you a great baby face, whichever way it is. Almost a little bit of HBK in him. Almost he had that cockiness in him. But it's hard to do that. It's hard to put that much cockiness and look that he looked smooth while he was doing it. He was able to yeah. slam your boy down on the outside of the ring, take some shots at him, then get back. I don't know. He for 21, he was way further down the road than I, and with his body and everything. I want to see, you know what? They did it to Barack Obama. I want to see a birth certificate. I really, I want to see a birth certificate. Because the guy is, I mean, he's amazing for 21. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was great. Uh, so Austin 3 wins, which you kind of knew he was going to win. I, I do say it felt a little long. Oh, my God. Funny thing oh, is, my God. While I'm taking these notes, I just I almost started laughing when you were talking because I was reading through my notes. And there's that one note that literally says felt too long. <laughs> <laughs> like, I already, like I didn't already know my gimmick. When it was, I was 16 minutes, dude. I it said, was 16 minutes and 20 seconds long. So no, I don't I, think it was too long. Not for a world title match, yeah. man. I like that one three minute match we were talking about earlier. That was the right match. No, I really did write that, which is kind of funny. Um, I OK. Down to the to the, my rating, Austin Theory wins. I gave it a B. I thought it was really good. Yeah, man. So like, I, I loved this match too, dude. Honestly, and I thought I thought it was a hot open with both guys kind of showing high intensity. Uh, and and I mean, and the thing is that like JD Drake is obviously a bigger guy. I don't know. I know that we harp on like that kind of vibe, you know, especially like. But I feel like we we harp on guys that like are trying to look like they're fit. Like Chuck Taylor, he's wearing like he's wearing like Dolph Ziggler getup, but he does not like have that body at all. Or we're harping on guys like Chris Jericho, who used to be cut to shreds that are now just are not. Like this guy is different. Like we never harp, we wouldn't harp on Dusty Rhodes because that's Dusty Rhodes. You know what I mean? Like yeah, baby. His look, his look is part of his gimmick. You know what I mean? Like it's it's part of what made him the common man. You know what I mean? Like so, and I feel like it. This is exactly the comparison with JD Drake. He is very much the blue collar badass, and like. So it's, it's, it was weird because I, I wrote down, like, he's clearly out of shape, dot, 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 but he isn't because he's ob- – like, he wasn't winded. He's in in-ring shape. Like, he's yeah. he was going. Like, he, did, he didn't look tired at all. I mean, he was in this match the entire time, like, from start to finish. And I think that 
I think that both guys got elevated from this match. I think that J.D. Drake is now an indie name that if you look at him, dude, I would have thought he was going to pick up my trash or was going to deliver my mail or whatever, you know, or be the guy that was like waving me in a construction line, you know, was mm-hmm. waving traffic or whatever. He, he just has that very like blue collar vibe to him. But man, this guy, he he's an entertainer. He pulled it off. He did a great job. Obviously, my first match seeing J.D. Drake. And I just want to go ahead and give him some some shine right now because I mean, the guy who I'm going to talk about is Austin Theory. I mean, look, I'm going to go out of my way to start watching Austin Theory matches from now on. Like, that's that's how good – that's how much he impressed me with this match. Like, from now on, I will find out what show he's on, and I will watch it. If it's on YouTube, if I have to pay $3.99 on Fight TV or whatever, I'll pay to watch I'll pay to watch him. He's It'll be on good. NXT in one month. I hope so. I hope he, I hope so. I, or AEW, either way. God, I love wrestling hey, in 2019, yes. man. I love wrestling in 2019. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I mean, I loved it. They started off like very, very high intensity. Um, I mean, very much a brawl style match, very much almost like that Steve Austin style like vibe. Uh, both guys seemed to perform really well under pressure too. all the spots were smooth and crisp. And dude, I mean, I can't I just can't say enough good things about Austin Theory, especially being as young as he is. Uh, that dude easily benefited the most out of this show being on the WWE network. He is the, the sole benefactor of that show being on the WWE network. In my opinion, um, I really like, uh, JD Drake's like double arm corkscrew into the neck breaker. He calls it the drill bit. And that's a cool move. The big guy, like I love, I've loved seeing him pull it off. Uh, the moonsault that he did and landed and that Austin theory took a moonsault from him. That was super impressive to me. I totally thought he was going to move. Uh, I really, really liked the match. It was an amazing closing sequence, too, with, like, this weird, like, uh, dude, Austin Theory's finish is I've, it's something so unique I've never seen. He, like, he spins a guy from, like, a like a, almost like a pedigree position. It's like a fisherman pedigree into a flatliner. Like, it's just – and to, to do that on a guy as big as J.D. Drake is just so impressive. And honestly, for J.D. Drake to be able to take it as well as he did was even more impressive. Like, just great match. I gave this match four stars, man. So an A, uh, you know, I mean, I, I loved it. I loved the match. Um, right. But yeah, let's let's find out what Uncle Dave said about this. Huh. Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave gave this match three and a quarter stars. So he thought the Riddle match and uh, Gulak was a full star better than this match. I thought the I, same thing. I completely disagree. Completely Probably. disagree. I thought this match was significantly better. Um, but I like that match. I mean, I gave it a B and I gave the Riddle match an A. So I'm right there. Yeah, I gave this match an A and I think I gave the Drewlack and Riddle match a B. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's let's all right. So let's jump back over to uh, WCW. And we had uh, the main event of their show, and this is uh apparently the main event is just like a it's 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 just just as silly as as the junkyard match and just as silly as the as the boxing match. It doesn't really make any sense. Uh, it's a tag match with the WCW title on the line, uh, but even his partner can win. Uh, so why isn't it, why isn't it just a four corners match with two yeah. faces, two heels? Uh, the booking is trash because honestly, I feel like with these four guys. If it's a four corners match, makes way more sense, and it would have been a great, probably a better match that way. It probably would have been a better match if it was a four corners match, because this way Sid and Kevin Nash could just lay out on the outside for after a couple spots, and Sting and Macho can do the bulk of the work and actually put on a good match inside the ring. It would have been way smarter. Eric, you should listen to the show. I know you're about to run SmackDown, man. Me and Cass have your answers, bro. We have We're your here. answers. I'm we crazy. are ready to go to work today, baby. Short today. matches. Short matches. 
<laughs> Short matches, and apparently Cass needs diapers as well. You know, yes. we don't want we don't want the shoes to be wet. Uh, you know, when yes. we book something beautiful. But yeah, if let's jump into good the match. IP. Go ahead, go ahead, and uh, since we got this good back and forth trade going on, so go ahead and tell me let's what you thought it. about Sid and Savage versus oh, Sting match for the WCW. God. It was literally the dumbest match I've ever heard. The, the the dumbest I've I've never heard this before. Why? Uh, it's too obvious. I don't have to ask the question. Awful I mean, idea. What what are you doing? The the tag team partner could pin. We have a match to cover that. That's like the you, whenever they first started having matches and they were like first start, starting to like you know probably in like the fifties or the sixties and they were trying to like change things up. Probably one guy sat there around the round table and said. Man, what if your tag team partner could could beat you? And then one guy right away said, "Oh no!" Oh we'll yeah, have... let's do that. <laughs> well, no, one guy right Good away idea, said, <laughs> "said Oh no, we'll just have all four go against each other." Oh okay, scratch that idea. You know it, that sounds like, hey, let's have a tag team match, but the tag team guy can can beat him. Oh wait, no. How about we just have them all face each other? Oh yeah, that's a great. It's like that's like somebody had that thought before. And then everybody realized in the room, oh, wait, that doesn't, there's obviously so a better way. But so to do stupid. it in 99, when we already know about Fatal 4-Way matches, this isn't 1950. We're not, we're not revolutionizing stuff. Come on. What are you doing? Like, doesn't make, literally makes no sense. Like, I don't know how else to say, like, how bad of WCW was. I mean, yeah. this just proves well, it. Well, here, Why? in 99, in 99, in 99. Well, I mean, they had a really good run from the late 80s all the way up until about NWO 90s. seemed, like, really cool and got people to watch. Other than that, it I mean. It did. It was cool. Was, 96, 97 was definitely the peak of, of WCW. 96, yeah, 97. Yeah, but during that time, was, but during that time in new generation WWE, yeah, they had gimmick, they had gimmick, uh, superstars uh, but I'd say they were putting on some good ma- they were putting on some great matches and they were selling some, out house shows so some main events were good in 96 when sean pretty much sean was good in 96 sean and brett oh you had razor you had one two three kid you had spark plug bob holly they were they were doing some good stuff Did you, wait, Dude, wait, wait, wait. bob holly and the one two three kid one of the that's one of my favorite tag teams what do you tell you never watched them Oh, they're great, dude. You ever seen One, Two, Three, Kid and Razor Ramon storyline? Yes, of course. I'm a big fan of Sean Waltman and everything he's ever done. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Hardcore Holly or anything he's ever done but, in his career, no, ever. We're not talking about Hardcore. We're talking about Sparky Plug. Ever in his career. We're talking Bob about Holland, Sparky Plug out here. <laughs> tag team Plug. champion. Former oh, tag oh, yeah. team champion. Cass is a NASCAR guy. So, you know, that makes this sense. This was before then. I, didn't, I only started liking that like a couple years ago. Anyway. Anyway, one of the worst ideas of a match I've ever heard. I didn't even know this was a thing. I've never I would like to know if anybody knows has there ever been this match ever before or after? Have they ever had a tag team match where the tag team per, where your where w- with your tag team partner can beat you for your singles title? Has there ever been that? I know the answer is probably no because it doesn't make any sense and WCW had no idea what they were doing. This was terrible. Halfway through, though, let me get back on track. Sting was all up in the match. Halfway through, I thought it was like a pretty good match. I was like, yeah, it's actually pretty good. I mean, the stipulation was terrible. And they changed the stipulation just like they changed the dance stipulation. I don't know. I don't understand what the stipulation was before, but there was some confusion at the beginning of the pay-per-view. Tony Schiavone was trying to, like, straighten it out. And they did it again at the beginning of this match where – 
Uh, and I'd have to go back and look at maybe the Nitro before, or just read or pay attention a little more of this terrible show. But supposedly there was supposed to be a different main event, I think, maybe, with different people. I don't know if you know that. You know the answer? Uh, but no, I don't, I don't know. There was some, anyway, there was sort of some sort of change. So there's that going. But halfway through, Sting's all up in this match, and I thought it was pretty good. Then finally, Kevin Nash comes in, and then the, uh, just all I kept going back to was that the match didn't really make sense. Other than like this opening stuff with Sting looking really good, the match was terrible. I mean, I, I agree. I, I couldn't come up with one good thing. Macho, and then you had the stuff with the painted on black eye. Like, it obviously wasn't a real yeah, black eye. It was bad, and she, yeah. And she was, like, going over to Kevin, and then she screwed him over. I mean, the whole thing was terrible. I watched it. I watched it from start to finish. It was terrible. I gave it an F. I mean, and... and yeah, it was not good. Let me, before I give it back to you, this is unprecedented. For the first time ever, there is a show that we have covered that I've literally given all Fs. Nothing higher than an F has happened on this show. And I didn't mean for that to happen. I didn't want that to happen. I watched it with an open mind. Amazing. I knew, Amazing. I, knew, I knew this pay-per-view was a bad pay-per-view, but I swear to God, every match got an F. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, I didn't, give every match, I, didn't, I didn't give every match an F. Uh, and I didn't honestly give this match an F. Uh, even though the stipulations were bad, I did feel like the work wasn't awful. Um, Sting looked, did look really good in the opening, uh, and got some really decent shine before Sid cut him off and started laying in the heat. Uh, Nash got the hot tag, but there just seemed to be some laziness there, uh, just from Nash specifically. Uh, and th- that kind of bothered me. I mean, it, it did, I, it did feel like, especially about the halfway point that they were kind of going through the motions, but honestly, Randy Savage going over and winning the WCW title that, that helps, even though I know in storyline, he won, he, I think he lost to Hogan the next night on, on Nitro. Um, <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he dropped the title the next night or it might've been thunder or like a week after or something like that, but it wasn't, it was, le- it was before the next pay-per-view. Like I want to say either Nitro or the Nitro after, he lost. Uh, he lost it to Hogan. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I ended up giving this match one star. Um, you touched on pretty much everything. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, again, like it's nice to see Macho win the title, and Sting did look good. Uh, Uncle Dave gave this match negative one star, uh, so he actually rated this match lower than the uh, Junkyard Invitational, which is again <laughs> asinine to me. Just absolutely asinine to me. Um, man, it's just. Whew, God, it really guy. is hard to rate this match with that stupid stipulation. That stipulation I just, I just hurts I it from I the agree. beginning. I agree. I agree. And, 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 yeah. And, and, you don't have, do much and honestly, man, like you could, it could have been Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair, but if you have weird stipulations, it's really hard to be a high rated of a match when it's when it's when it doesn't make sense. Like but then they didn't do much on it. Like right. they didn't have him try to be. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I mean, okay, so let's jump back over to the Evolve show, and we're going to cover their main event here. Uh, so Theory kind of cut a promo after the win, uh, being the best, and kind of like he pretty much pulled a, a Shane Douglas and threw down, like, you know, because that, that that match, I think we should have specified, was an Evolve, uh, Evolve World Championship versus the WWN, which is the World Wrestling Network Championship. Yeah. Uh, and they, they ended up, uh, so it was champion versus champion, but, uh, you know, so Theory ends up winning both titles, but he just steps on the WWN title very much like the Shane Douglas, like, you know, ending the uh, the NWA title and just claiming the ECW title as the world title. And, and he kind of made it, he, you know, made it clear that there is no more WWN title. It's just Evolve and 
I'm I'm the best, pretty much. Uh, and that led, led to Josh Briggs coming out and appearing in the ring and laid him out. Uh, and le- led straight into a pom- promo package for Briggs, uh, even though he already worked, which was strange. It was almost like that would have been a better package after his match or before his match. Like, um, n- not the package was bad. It was just poorly placed, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Austin Theory can obviously talk, too. So that's good to see. Like, I mean, there's no way that guy doesn't get signed from the show, in my opinion, honestly. Like, there's no way that Hunter is not like, yo, fulfill whatever you got throughout the rest of the year. We're pretty much booked up for takeovers over the next year or so, but you're coming on the team. Like, there's just no way around it. Like, he's going on the team. But speaking of NXT, that's going to lead us into our main event here. It's Akira Tozawa versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Obviously, the first time the NXT title has been defended on a non-NXT show. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it's the first time any WWE title has been contended on an independent show uh, since the OVW days. Uh, so it's been a long. I know for a fact that MVP defended the U.S. did a U.S. title championship uh, match in OVW. I want to say 2005 or 2006, maybe. Um, tell either you. either way, uh, but yeah, there was a it was it was a pretty pretty good match, man. It was a strong like chain wrestling start. Uh, Tazawa is just super super underrated to me. Uh, Adam Cole poured, poured on the heat early. And really kind of took control of the match. And naturally, he should. He's the heel. He's the champ. Makes sense. Um, he maintained it pretty much for the first half of the match. Uh, Tozawa came back with some solid high flying. And it was a, it was a good match. Uh, honestly, I felt like this one was too short. I felt like it could have gone on a little longer. And having, uh, having Gargano come out there really popped the crowd. But it took away from the match for me personally. Um, and it I don't know. Maybe it's just because I like Tozawa. And I'm kind of a mark for him. That I, I felt like he he didn't get his just due there, uh, but it's fair. I mean he's you know he's been losing matches on 205 Live, so I, I understand why he doesn't you know get the big rub here. But it is what it is, man. But one thing I really noticed, I don't know why I wrote it down just for this show, but now that Tyler Breeze is back, I would love to see a Tyler Breeze Adam Cole like program. Tyler Breeze, the wily veteran, the the inst- instant baby face just for being on TV as long as he is, versus Adam Cole. I would love to see that at a takeover whenever this, whenever Gargano gets called up, because I'm sure he's the next one on the list. Um, yeah, man, but overall, I gave this match three three and a half stars. So I gave it like a, I don't know, like a, a B plus. Uh, what did you think about this, uh, this Tozawa versus Adam Cole and the Gargano thing? Man, I thought the match link, length was perfect. Uh, <laughs> and I, I ever, I've said it before. I love Adam Cole. Yeah. But I, man, Tazawa, I like that guy. Yeah. Especially after tonight. I mean, I've watched him a lot in WWE, but it's funny that it took this Evolve show and such a short time. And you know, he didn't get to do much, but I, I like him. He's coming around. I think everything I've I've seen leading up to this and then this match, I actually like this kid. I think he can. Um, do a lot more than what WWE is doing for him. And I'd love to see them uh, utilize him in a better way or maybe go to AEW and get yeah. a little bit, you know, because he's big and he'd look good over there in AEW. Um, who knows? Or WWE will capitalize on his um, athleticism and his skill set. So we'll see. Um, I thought both these men together showed a lot, uh, showed some good timing. I mean, they had some spot yeah. on timing with their spots. Everything looked crisp. Everything was like hard hitting and snug and every move just, they weren't like half a stop and thinking about it. The timing was very good. It was very fluid, but not too fluid to make like they were 
leading into something. It just looked real, but good timing. They had that good, the good balance of having the timing good, but 13 not minutes, make, by the way. 13 minutes this match was 13, 13 minutes. minutes. Well, they did a good job of making this 13 match, 13 minute match very entertaining and not seem too long because I do not have a note about it being too long. Um, they did a good, you know, though the, they weighed that having great timing, but also not making it look like a total work and that they're just choreographing into spots. So they did a great job of that. Um, one thing that stuck out was uh, Tozawa doing that spot to the outside and his leg genuine. I don't know if he did this on purpose. It might be a little thing he likes to do from his indie days, but his leg got went and it looked real. His leg went right through the barricade and it was actually stuck. And it looked like he was looking over at the referee like, hey, bro, you're going to help me? And the referee yeah. knows. And he just had to, like, shimmy his leg out of the barricade from the outside of the ring. The barricade from uh, around the fans. Yeah. Um, that was actually kind of cool. And I was worried. And I was like, am I Mark? Did he mean to do this? Is this, like, his old spot from the indie? Because WWE right. doesn't have that type of barricade. You know what I mean? So I was like, well, anyway. Um, I actually liked that, and if he didn't mean to do that, I hope he's okay. Kind of looked like it would have hurt his knee, and I hope he's all right. Um, Cole wins, obviously. I gave the match a B. I thought it was great. I love Adam Cole. He's a sexy beast, and um, obviously, it's no question, <sighs> WCW 1999 oh, wins, yeah. wins by a landslide. No. Landslide. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. yeah. All I left, totally agree, man. I mean, Evolve could have had one good match, and that was it. They had mo- they had a multiple good matches, I thought. Um, so here, here's my here's my opinion, man. If, yeah. if you all right, so here at the end of the day, if you want to watch the Evolve show, I would say skip down all the way to match number eight. So I just watched the Matt Riddle Gulak match, the Austin Theory JD Drake match, and the Adam Cole Tozawa match. So those are the last three matches. That's the only three things really worth watching on this show, in my opinion. Uh, and if you if you're tempted to watch the WCW show, don't. It's don't. terrible. It's awful. It's absolutely Man. awful. Unless you want to, oh, unless you want to watch it on sole purpose of like, let me see how bad this is. I mean, so here's the, here's the question though, Cass. Like, uh, are you gonna watch another Evolve show? Uh, honestly, no. Here's, here's <laughs> no. my answer. I'll, I'll watch. Evolve. I'll watch that one. I want to watch that one guy. Yeah, um, the only way I'm watching another Evolve yeah. show is if Austin Theory is on it. Like yeah. that's the that's my guy, dude. I'm going to I'm gonna follow that kid. Like he's just too good. Like there's no way he doesn't end up being a star, barring some you know knock on wood, some serious injury or whatever. Like let me, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me say this though, their guys, not a lot of their you know. I know you said your thing about uh, Stallion, uh, uh, Kurt, but. A lot of their guys look like they meant to be there. They all were big. They all look, you know, AEW has a lot of small guys, man. I mean, they all actually look like they meant to be there. The show wasn't anywhere near AEW's production. It wasn't as good as AEW. But I will say they have a pretty good promotion there. They have a good little promotion. I know they had some WWE guys and all that. And who knows, whenever they actually have a show, it's probably, there's probably a lot of small guys. But they put together a good card and... Production value obviously wasn't up there with anything AEW or WWE can do, but uh, man, for what they are, they put on a. I think for what they are worth and what they are, they put on a good show. They really did. I mean, I'm it could have been. Yeah, it could have been worse for sure. It could have been, been worse. Maybe that's what um, I'm trying to say in a nice way. It could have been worse. But I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting a lot either. So you know, kind of going in. But at the same time, and too, I actually saw a lot of stuff 
online about how great the Evolve show was. And so I was like, I was kind of, ex- I mean, I wasn't really expecting more because I genuinely, generally kind of have like a lower opinion of, of that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, again, like I think, you know, the last, the last three matches on this car were great. Uh, everything else was, was kind of, was kind of meh. Uh, but yeah, man, that's, so that's going to do it for this one. I yeah. mean, either way, either way, even, even though it's not, you know, again, a show that not even we necessarily recommend, uh, but definitely Evolve did win. And I am glad that we got to cover something other than AEW and WWE or WCW. It's cool to kind of, you know, cover a little indie promotion here and there. I don't mind doing it, but I don't want to make too much of a habit out of it, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, we got other things going on and that's going to lead us up to uh, next week's show. And, uh, you know, just kind of moving here forward. Uh, yeah, so today is the 25th, and you got, uh, you know, Evolved since anniversary show against 99's Bash at the Beach. Uh, next week, it's going to be August the 1st. The 1st of August, we're going to be doing 1999's Fully Loaded against a deep throwback, a deep cut, 1989's mm. Great American Bash. Man, Fully Loaded had uh, The Rock, or, uh, yeah, The Rock versus Triple H in a strap match, and they had uh, Austin versus Taker in a first blood match for the title. Um, dude, some can't miss stuff there. Uh, 1989 Great American Bash saw um, Paul E. Dangerously versus Jim Cornette in a tuxedo match. Uh, yes. That's incredible. Uh, Ric Flair versus Terry Funk for the world title. Uh, I mean, Ricky Steamboat's on this show. Uh, I mean, there's just it's 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 star studded. Uh, there's a War Games match on this show. It's it was a really killer 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 card. I'm really pumped about that one for uh, for next week. And then the week of the 8th. So this is going to be the first time that we're doing a pop culture bonus episode. We're going to be covering Nintendo versus Xbox. We're going to cover, you know, how we got into video games. uh, And then, you know, like the height of our video game fandom. And then also kind of where we're at with video games now. So kind of a little three-part thing on both Nintendo and Xbox. And we'll compare them the way we do on this show. Uh, Week after that is going to be the NXT TakeOver versus the SummerSlam. First time to see WWE head-to-head products, see actual TakeOver versus SummerSlam. I'm really pumped about that because TakeOver has, in the past couple of years, been beating the main card. So I ho- I honestly hope they continue that trend. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that card. Um, August 22nd, we are going to be covering 1998 ECW Heat Wave versus 1996 In Your House Mind Games. And that's just because I'm such a huge mark for that Shawn Michaels and Mankind match. But I haven't really watched the rest of the card. I've never watched it as an actual pay-per-view from front to finish. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, we did finally pick uh, the match for August 29th, and that's going to be... Uh, we're just going to keep the SummerSlam trend on. We're going to end our summer pretty much uh, there at the end of August with 1988 uh, SummerSlam versus 1993's SummerSlam. So kind of a little bit of the end of the golden era to right at the beginning of the new generation. Man, we've got like... Another whole month of really good shows coming up, man. What do you, oh, yeah. what do you are you pumped, dude? Because I'm psyched. Oh, I'm so pumped. That last one there, it's the the gap is so small. It's like a five year gap, but the but it difference. feels like two generations. Oh, but whenever you actually watch those two shows, the difference is crazy. So I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about everything else you said. Everything. It, I'm really. I think this is a good lineup. This might be the best lineup we've had and we and, and you know what hey dude I'm, I'm i'm most pumped about the nintendo versus xbox because i feel like i feel I, I would love to start you know we, we, we're, we're definitely going to keep this weekly format 
and there's you know we, we don't want to just do like use up all of our nostalgia shows so i think doing like trying to throw in like one pop culture one a month i think would be pretty cool sure. um i got a proposal for you of doing i think we talked about it on the last episode but i think i want to go ahead and do 9 12 uh september 12th i want to do the original star wars trilogy versus the Back to the Future trilogy. Man. I think that would be a killer show. We could just go, you know, one episode at a time, a little three-part series. You know, New Hope versus Back to the Future 1. Empire Ooh. versus Back to the Future 2. Return of the Jedi versus Back to the Future 3. Man, I'm... that that Dude, I'm like... I legit wow. have goosebumps just thinking about that right now, man. But yay. Go ahead and subscribe. Find us on Twitter. Find us on instagram honestly instagram is where we're at most of the time that's where you can kind of keep up with us we're posting funny memes we're trying to keep up with the times please go follow us at kfabecom k-a-y-f-a-b-e-c-o-m but i think that's gonna wrap it up dude Cass, you got any more notes for this episode or no man that's it let's go we'll see you guys next week we are out peace peace